Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You lied! <laughs> Jackpot, baby! Raiders fan radio! Oakland, LA, Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride! Here, Here we go! go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted Filipino! Football, and I think Oakland victory. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. What? I'm a f***ing clown. I'm like a whole ass f***ing clown. <laughs> because every time I have hope, like, Why? Thank you, Brent Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? We appreciate you joining us here in Murph's Fan Cave for episode number 229 of Raiders Fan Radio. This is your buddy Murph here, and I appreciate you all joining us. Appreciate everybody joining us on the live show, and appreciate everybody that's joining us uh, on the audio-only version of the podcast. And, of course, uh, those of you listening on the uh, Just Blog Baby website uh, via our friends at Fansided, we appreciate them and and our partnership with them so very, very much, and, uh, and appreciate you checking in there. And we're Regardless of where you check in with us, uh, do us a favor. Hit that thumbs up. Hit the like. Hit the subscribe. Rate a, write a review anywhere on any service that you happen to use. Just uh, please do us a favor and, and, and hit us up in that way. It helps support the show. And the more our show grows, the more money we generate. And the more money we generate, the more we give away to our nonprofit, which is the One Nation Foundation. So appreciate everybody checking in tonight. Appreciate you continually checking into this show when it feels like you never know what you're going to get with, with, uh, with the Raiders each and every week. And, man, I'm telling you, this – like the, what, four out of five has just been a little rough, man. So we, we appreciate you checking in. Uh, we try to keep our spirits up around here, and, uh, and I'm going to do my best. But I got to admit, man, I'm sad sacking a little bit. Sad sack! And the guy that always calls me out whenever I'm a sad sack and helps turn the ship around a little bit is the legend that sits to my right. He is the one and only man that adorns the Western Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave desk. He is Uncle Marsh. Let me hit the, let me. Whoa! Hey, you know what I really like? 
What do you like, Mosh? I really like. Uh, go back to your camera for a minute. So those of you on the on the uh, okay. the, the podcast, yeah. Uh, there's a real. We got a new that that new banner over the window. I really like that. Oh, the Murphy Cave banner. Yes, that's so cool. If you're if you're just listening to us, you need to tune in at some point on the YouTube's and and you know America. America, go to the YouTube and check right out now. the banner that Murph's Murph's pointing his finger at. And it's cool. That's cool. Where did we get that? Tell about that. So that came from our good buddy, Jimmy Zbach. We appreciate Jimmy. Of course, he's the guy that uh, that redid all of our logos. Uh, he, he approached us uh, here in the... Uh, Everything okay? Yeah, yeah, keep oh, okay. going. Right. So he approached Somebody us. told you to stop talking. <laughs> Sorry. Shut up. Sad so sad. our good friend Jimmy Zbach, who's an amazing graphic designer, said, hey, man, I want to help you guys out with your logos. So you see on the on the YouTube show there, you see like our new logo there, the RFR logo. Got the new Merce Fan Cave logo. Uncle Mosh has got a logo. And then like you see, we got the new banners with Raiders Fan Radio there. Uh, let's see. It's and they can on, get on, these, right? And like, like, like our loyal fans that uh, have it already can, can order stuff. Through when we get the Swaggy J, he'll tell us uh, how we you get there. Can, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can order the shirts and stuff. We, you, we're not doing. You can't order the banners and stuff or the flags right, or anything like that. Right, but you can get you can get shirts and stuff. But you can get shirts and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and you mentioned Swag Jeff. He's the guy that handles all of our our cool uh, merch around here. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and, he yeah, and, yeah. And of course, our social media director. Welcome to the show, the one and only uh, man that adorns the Southern Annex of the Western Annex of the Merced Cave. Yes, what's up, Swaggo? Yes, Swaggy yes, Jeff. man. Oh my gosh, it's good to be here. Uh, we, we don't have a ton to celebrate this week, but we do have a little to celebrate, and we're all wearing the shirt. Yeah, so talk about that, man. Yeah, what you got going so, on? Yeah, there? so we uh, we uh, we got the notification yesterday. We had our sources, and yes, Will Compton is back in black. That's it. Back yeah, in silver man. and black. Ab- celebrate the absolutely, boy. Absolutely, man. The no wolf. Way. Absolutely. He'll be wearing number 57 this year, but uh, for the rest of the season, he'll be number one in our hearts, man. Oh, and we're, yeah, we're, we're super stoked for the boy, man. Uh, congratulations to Will, man. Of course, we're big fans of, of the boys, the Bustin' with the Boys podcast, and and uh, and yeah, and uh, glad to see him back at Silver we, and Black. We take a little bit of heat about Will. We, we, we have taken on the show. We've oh, taken oh, some oh, heat. Oh, oh, yeah. There was like, oh, yeah, Will, Will Compton bootlickers and you're all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like the guy. He's a nice guy. He's man. a he's nice funny. guy. He's, he's a local guy. Well, he's made himself local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we have fun with them. You know, yeah. he's been to the he's been to the cave. Murph Swag Jeff and who's the third guy? Shut yeah. up, Will, you rat bastard. We like the guy. We like the guy. Yeah. We like all the busting with the boys crew, of course. You know, uh Blas and Alex and all the guys, JP. Yeah. Uh a really, really cool crew. And in fact, I've got a bet with Blas on the upcoming uh, Army Navy game. Yes. So go Navy beat Army. Absolutely. Uh, is, a, is a big Niner fan, and hopefully the Raiders, or excuse me, hopefully Navy wins because otherwise I got to wear a Niner thing on the show. Uh, I know, I know. I it's, don't drink and play on Twitter and bet. Yeah, people. no kidding. <laughs> Holy crap. That's a horrible idea. I know, Someone needs to I, tell yeah. that to Basaccio. Oh, oh no. well. All right. Well, welcome in everybody. Hey, uh, Swag Jeff, shout out the chat room there. What's going on on the YouTube? And tell us how people can find us live. Yeah, absolutely. We got uh, and blog. Blas is in there. No way. Yeah, Blas is in there. He say he says the boy man. Hey, go army is what he uh, says. What's up, Blas? Yeah, man. So Blas what's is in up, there. Uh, Tyrone Graves respect. is Much in respect. there. Uh, Paul uh, Edgerton is in there. Uh, let's see. Daniel Mangus killed Jadis. Michelle Sweat Lee B. Uh, Raiderborn Rico's in there. Uh, Mojo's in there. We got everyone, man. That's okay, awesome. so you know, so everybody's like, "What up, Murph? Yeah, army man." No, we got Navy connections. Yeah, my, my son's in the Navy. Your son's in the Navy. His brother's in the Navy. My yep. dad was in the Navy. Our collective mojo is a career Navy person. Absolutely. Yeah. Guess what, Blas? <laughs> 
That's Anchors awesome. away, my friend. There we go, man. Absolutely. That's, and you know what? I got to say, man, that's uh, the reason I, I did like having a, a friendly betting investment in it. Sure. It's To me, it's one of the coolest college football games all year ever, long. It doesn't ever. matter how good the teams are. No. It's just the, the, the I hate to call it pageantry, but just the, the showcase of what it is, when it is, just the look of it, you know, seeing all the, all the uh, you know, um, everybody in attendance. And it's just, it's such a cool event, man. It I, is. You can't it beat is. the Army-Navy game. Um, so anyways, so yeah, go Navy. Um, so appreciate you joining us. Did you tell them how to uh, how to find us live, Swag Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. Every uh, every Wednesday night, seven Eastern, four Pacific. Raiders or uh, YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook Live, Twitch, all that good stuff. We'll get more into that in the contact info section of the show. But yeah, you can find us everywhere, man. And jump into the coolest chat room, man, and all Raider no Nation. Kidding, we man. appreciate you guys in there so very, very much. Again, always appreciate the audio listens. Uh, but if you can join us live on Wednesday nights, uh, we would appreciate uh, you jumping in there. All right, so as I mentioned, this is episode number 229 of Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, Swag Jeff always takes our episode number and ties it back to something significant within Raider Nation. And Swag Jeff, what do we got tonight? I got a fun one. Oh, nice. I got We it. need some fun around here. I, I'm telling you guys, hey. like I always get up for the show, and I know we look and we get to hang out. We're all best buddies and family, but man, this I'm telling you, I, I had a moment oh, with all this. Quit yeah. your bitching. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you, but this one's oh, this one. you quick too. <laughs> Holy crap. Why don't you two go down and commiserate and I'll handle the show? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Son of a gun. There you go. Uh, Aaron the Q Dog Raider, $8 donation. Thank Greetings. You. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, thank we you, appreciate Aaron. you. Uh, and, Thanks for your uh, positive so- attitude. Look who I'm with. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah, right? So, episode 229, I take a significant moment every week uh, within Raider Nation, tie it back to the episode number, and this one's a fun one. We're going back to January 9th, 1977. Ooh, One of the the greatest games in Raider history. Oh, yes, sir. We're talking about Super Bowl Eleven. Let's yes, go, dude. The yes. Raiders wallop the Vikings 32 to 14. Damn right. Between Jack Tatum taking heads off, Stabler leading the offense, and old man Willie sealing the game, it was an incredible game from start to finish. But today we're gonna highlight the running game. Okay, okay. come on. The backfield was led by Clarence Davis, Mark Van Egan, and Pete Banizak. Yes. Yep. Yep. Between the three of them, they rushed for 229 yards. Let's go, dude. Yeah. Right on, dude. That's a good one, Jeff. It's a fun one, man. It's a good one. You watched that Super Bowl. I did watch that you Super Bowl. You did watch that Super yeah. Bowl with me. Did I really? Yeah, you sure did. Over at over at your your parents' house. No kidding. Me and Murph and your namesake and and your dad and and my brother and we all got together and watched that Super Bowl. Oh, that's that was, awesome. Yeah, I was living with you guys then. Oh, that yeah. was that was my senior year. That yeah, was, yeah, because I would have been three, three not quite four. four. Yeah, you were a yeah. pain in the ass. <laughs> and I was born eleven and a half years later. You got the crickets over. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so we were trying to celebrate what you said, and then yeah. you ruined it. Jeez, yeah, Jeff. well. Yeah, good job. I thought saying. you were going to try to bring up the room tonight. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with that 229. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that you was did. fantastic. That was, that was, oh, I had to mellow it down. Hey, and listen, and you know what, it too, and I got to say this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. I, I tweeted out some stuff this week about, you know, like, you know, historically Al Davis quotes, and one of them in particular, it's better to be feared than be respected. And, and I, get a lot of, I get a lot of pushback on Twitter at times because people will say, like, it's time to live in the now, you know, Murph. It's, that was so long ago, and, you know, the, the Raiders are different. Those are not the Ra- I get it, and I understand that. But look, man, right now, and sometimes you 
unfortunately, we got to look into our past to be able to celebrate it because it was great. So just because it wasn't like recently doesn't mean that we can't celebrate it. And that was the thing that built what this Raider thing is. And, and in fact, if anything, Mosh, let me, let me throw this to you before we get to contact info. I would encourage everybody, this is, it now is a better time than ever to embrace our past because the longer we go of having disappointing seasons, like the further we get away from that, and I don't want to forget that stuff. I want to remember that it, 1977 and, and 1981 and 1984, and like it hit me on the dates. You guys know what I'm talking about, yeah, but like, yeah. but like, you know what I'm saying? Like those, like I don't want to lose sight of that. I don't want to just because it was a long time ago doesn't mean that I want to forget it. So uh, there were times we we had lean times in our lives. We all, we've all had lean times in our lives. And, and usually that, you know, it, it's things are cyclical. Good times follow bad times, follow good times, follow bad times. There's ups and downs and everything. And, you know, growing up the youngest of four kids with, the, with you know, in a, in a single parent household, there was better Christmases than others. So there was times when Christmas wasn't so good, you know? And when your birthday's two days before Christmas and you get one package, oh, that's your birthday Christmas present. Well, you rat bastards. What about them people who had birthdays in July? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, and, and you didn't get something that was so great. Follow with me. So what do you do? You thank them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate the socks and the underwear. Now I'm going to go ride my bike I got four years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you have to do that. You're, you're thankful you're thankful that you got a Christmas present. I'm thankful that I got the Raiders now to, to get my football fix to play with. But I'm going to go ride my bike that I got on January 11th, two, or 1977. You know what I'm saying? Right, yes. So yes. shut up about, about living in the past. You know, it's, it's, it's the past. It's what we got. You know, when the it's, here and now ain't so good, you know, when you ain't got nothing to eat, them leftovers look really tasty. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? and, and look, and I feel for younger, and I hear this too. I hear it from a lot of the made men that, well, when's it going to be our time? And that's great that you guys got to live that. You know, Jeff, you, you know, you mentioned you were born 11 years after the freaking Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, you've never seen the Raiders be great. Right. You've never been able to experience it. And I feel for that. And I'm, and, and my comments, and, and Masha's, if I'm allowed to speak for him, are not to dismiss that importance we want of course we want you to have those experiences and all that but just because our experiences haven't been recent doesn't mean that we're not going to celebrate like i am not going to ever stop singing the praises of al davis it's never going to happen absolutely and i don't care if it's oh it's a different league yeah who gives a shit i'm sorry it's still al davis he still crafted what this organization is it's we're still living on it today and just because it hasn't been great doesn't mean that this guy never freaking existed and didn't build exactly everything that we ride on as raider fans so whether it's commitment to excellence pride and poise fear to respected the light that burns brightest in the raider organization is the will to win where those things never go away so i'm gonna keep screaming it and if people don't like it on twitter then unfollow change the channel change the damn channel there you go. <laughs> all right let's get some contact information Mons. Let's, let's get to some show Jake. Holy crap. Man, Woo! I'm telling you, I got a lot built hey, up. Hey, Raider Nation. <laughs> You've got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. 
How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tak. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here at the top of the show, uh, we like to uh, tell you about another show that's on the network, and that show is called Flashback. So speaking of the past, um, you can join in with our good buddy, Rich Schmelter, who is the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia, uh, in his fantastic show each and every week that drops right before our nightly episode, uh, or or whatever, before this drops at night. Is that, did I say that? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Just go check out. it's on there. It's on there. Episode number 18, uh, Ted Hendricks. Free-spirited and Hall of Fame linebacker. Uh, so check that out as, uh, as our good buddy Rich uh, d- tells you uh, different stories from the history of the Raiders and always provides some amazing insight, uh, being the uh, accredited author and incredible okay. knowledge base that he is. So we got to really <clears> – if, if you're not following along on the chat, uh, if you're just watching the YouTube or if you're, you're, you're listening to the podcast, it's really a lot of fun. It's very insightful. Our, our chat is amazing, full of people with, with unbelievable football knowledge. And and there's some there's some good stuff in there. Rico, uh, our our buddy Raider born Rico, he's Rico. he's uh, he's Italian. He lives in the Canary Islands, and he says the only people who need to watch videos of the past are the players now because we know what we're talking. They don't. Oh, oh, oh. Hey. there you go. Take Rico. a shot and speak the truth, Rico. Get after it, Rico, man. We appreciate that. Love uh, Rico's passion, of course, and always bringing the. Bringing the thunder, and he brought it tonight, too. I'm t- so when we get in the Sea of Fans mailbag tonight, that's when we hear from you, Raider Nation. Uh, I think you guys are going to really enjoy what you're hearing. There's a lot. Of, the passion is evident when it comes uh, uh, to the callers and emailers this week, and we appreciate them. So, uh, so here at the top, we always uh, we like to give respect. Uh, here at the top of the show, we don't do props. We don't do shout-outs. There's nothing wrong with those things, but uh, we like to give respect. Uh, so we got a handful of folks to give respect to tonight. First off, this wasn't in the rundown, guys, but I wanted to show this. So I get this in the mail, and so it says right there, Merry Christmas, right? And it's got, for those of you on the audio podcast, it's a picture of Charles Woodson in front of the Al Davis torch, speaking of Al, and he's got his town shirt on, and it says Merry Christmas. And then looking on the back of it, it's got a Raiders fan radio logo. Oh, how cool. Yeah, and I'm like, what the heck, man? So I open this thing up, and of course, and I knew just by seeing it on the address, I could tell it was international. And so sure enough, I want to give a lot of respect to our good friend, Paul. Paul? And uh, we say Shropshire, Mississippi, but he is, of course, over there in England. And he says, best wishes to all at RFR and the entire RFR family, plus a little something for the One Nation Foundation. And, uh, and there, was a, there was a sizable bill in there. And then he says, of course, Raiders fan for life. Uh, and he says, his lordship, the royal scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi. Much, much respect. That's awesome. Paul, man. That is that so is cool. So cool. Thanks, Paul. 
Thank you, Paul. And I will put this uh, up proudly here in the in the Merce Fan Cave shop behind the Merce Fan Cave desk. I appreciate you very, very much. All right. Um, so some more respect I want to give. So I was out uh, in Vegas this last weekend out there speaking of Will Compton. In the, Where? In the, uh, out there in Vegas for the Will Compton Bowl because it was the Las Raiders. Las Vegas? And, yeah, yeah, Las Vegas. That's where the Raiders play. Okay. Oh, they moved from Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. They and moved from L.A.? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, they're live at Allegiant Stadium. and So uh, so we know about the game. I want to hear more about your trip. Did you have a good time? Oh, my gosh. I had an incredible time. It was absolutely amazing. So uh, I, got to, uh, I got to sit in the second row next to the cameraman in the black hole. in the so in the end cool. zone. Absolutely incredible seats. Um, it just, you know... It's, I got kind of mixed feelings, and this is where, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna sad sack, I promise. But like, but I will say this: after now being in Vegas for the fourth time and going to my second game, there's a different vibe. It's just different, and and we've said from day one on this thing, we knew Vegas wasn't gonna be Oakland, and that's okay. It was gonna it be has different. To grow into its own. It sure. has to be its own thing, and that's okay. Um, but I, I gotta tell you. I'm starting to really miss the Oakland vibe. It, it, I sat around a bunch of Washington football team fans. They were fine. They were cool. We had a lot of fun banter and making fun of each other and all that kind of. So the fans weren't disruptive or jerky or nothing. But it was kind of weird sitting in that section surrounded by another team's fans. And I was surrounded by like eight of them. Like and and so that and I was the only Raider fan. Like. That was weird, and so you don't see that, or didn't. I'm not going to pretend like no one ever sat in in those right, sections. Right, right, I'm right, not going right. to pretend like that never happened. But the vibe is just different, and we've said it also on this show numerous times. I don't condone violence. I don't condone asshole behavior, and the people that participated in that stuff in Oakland was not a good look. But I will say this: by Al Davis's design, he wanted the opposing team, the opposing fans, anybody that didn't have an affiliation with the Raiders to be afraid when they went into our facility. Absolutely. Intimidation wanted, was one of his intimidation big Intimidation was huge. He wanted them to be scared from the time they rolled in on the bus, from the way that the place looked, from the way that the people looked, the way that the team looked, all those things. That's not there anymore. It's just not. And it's Again, I'm not that's not knocking Vegas. It's not knocking the Vegas experience per se, but because I'm such a nostalgic guy, I kind of found myself like longing for that a little bit. It was kind of bummed at times. Not like bummed like but like, you know, like, huh. Yeah, it really is different. It's not that same thing. Because I mean, for a guy that literally grew up in the Oakland Coliseum, I found myself missing it. So I can miss it, but then I can appreciate what Vegas is because it's beautiful. Sitting in that spot, looking up at the you know the the big sign there, Legion Stadium, watching the players come in. I'm right there next to where the players come out, and like it's it's it was awesome. It was yeah, great. But okay, but but by the same token, you said thanks to those many people that fed you and gave you beers and that's anything where, else. That's where you said that it, 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 it was capturing. And I'm talking about the tailgate before the game. Yes. Now that's where it felt like home. That's where it felt great. So when I got there, um, I'm, I'm walking up to the stadium. And I run into to Chuck Splatterhead and, and uh, his co-host in Inebra Nation, uh, Groby. I had seen Chuck's band the night before play on Saturday. Much respect to Chuck. Like, gave us, like, a big shout-out. Gave Raiders fan Rita a big shout-out to the crowd. Saw him, and, like, it's like this gnarly – it's literally called the dive bar. This, like, grungy, gnarly punk club. 
their band is phenomenal. I had an absolute blast hanging out with those guys and seeing Chuck's show on Saturday. So just randomly ran into them on the, on the way into the stadium. Uh, went with those guys over to the Black Hole tailgate. Um, saw some good friends of ours over there, DJ Mike Scott, like, you know, the whole Black Hole crew that you're they're familiar with. Uh, hung out at that tailgate and walked from, so from the end of the Black Hole tailgate where it's at in the lot there, it's all the way on the corner. Took that walk all the way up to Allegiant Stadium. Reminded me a lot of Oakland. It was it was an Oakland tailgate. It was that vibe. It was lot N. Like that's you awesome. guys are so from like good. It wasn't as big. It wasn't as vast as it is in Oakland. But, but for that growing. one long lane, it was fantastic. Nice. And so really enjoyed that. The music, the people, the dance, and the you know what I mean. All that stuff. It was wonderful. So I, I applaud everybody that's that's doing those tailgates over there. Then our good friend Trinidad invited me over to their tailgate over in Lot Z. Yeah. So. Uh, Trinidad, Tell that story. Trinidad sent a because I didn't know where Lot Z was and I couldn't find it. Trinidad goes, "Hang on, call this number. His name is Dan. He's in a rickshaw. He's going to come get you and bring you to us." <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, nice. So I go, "Cool." <laughs> so I walk across the street to the Chevron station right there from across from the stadium, and sure enough, here comes this dude in a rickshaw with a big giant Raider chain on, and uh, and and he's like Murph, and I go, "Yeah, Dan." He goes, "Yeah, get on." So I get on, and dude drives me in the rickshaw. Over to, to where Trinidad's tailgate is, and I came, come pulling up, and there's, I don't know, there's like eight or ten people at Trinidad's tailgate, and everybody all at the same time, like, hey, you know what? I, and those guys were the freaking coolest. And so, like, so much respect, of course, to Trinidad for the invite, but his whole crew, and I can't remember everybody's names, um, but Juan and Hilo, and it was a handful, like, it, they were the coolest that's crew, awesome. man. And absolute, the ceviche was fantastic. The Modellos were cold. It was, it was great, man. I had an awesome, awesome time hanging out with those guys. And so, yeah, Mosh, that's what it's all about. And then I, I go walking into the stadium, and I'm going down to my seats, and I'm texting back and forth with Ramon, our good friend Raider Ramon. Keep getting in, in good health, my friend. And, um, you know, so I see Ramon down there. He's looking pretty good, too. He looked yeah. great, man. Yeah. He's down. So I'm walking in on, like, 122, and he's in 123, like a section over. And, like, when we saw each other, you know, because he, he, he's down all the way at, like, the front, like, at the rail. And he's like, Murph! And I'm like, Ramon! It was like the freaking the Red Sea party. And I go right down the middle of the thing crawling across seats to go run down there to where he's at uh hung out with ramon for a little bit talked to him uh, met his new wife like that that's the stuff mosh and i'm glad you asked that question because i'm sure you can hear the passion in my voice that's the stuff where i always say raider nation is freaking undefeated like regardless of the facility the way the team plays like does none of that stuff matters right raider fans freaking rule you cannot beat us when it comes to the way that we involve with each other the community aspect of it it's absolutely amazing i love you guys and so much damn respect to everybody that was that opened up their from their tailgates to everything else to me while i was there the only thing i wish you guys would have been there with me that was the only drawback. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't yeah, know yeah, that yeah. that rickshaw guy could have handled our, our <laughs> swaggy and my fat ass along with you in the yeah at the same yeah. time. Well, and I love that picture that you took with Ramon of both of you guys flexing your made men tattoos. Our made men tattoo because that's Ram- freaking cool. Ramon, dude. the first guy to ever get RFR ink, man. He's got get made, of course, on his Raider right, shield. Right, right, right. And so, uh, yeah, man, it was really, really cool, man. And and I just uh, that experience, you like I said, you can't, you can't miss out on. And so, appreciate everybody. So very much for that. All right. Um, so Erica S. is in the chat. Says, hey, Nation, Murph's on a soapbox. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's awesome. That's, you know what I mean? That's one of the reasons that we, I have a podcast. Yeah, there and you that go. We have a podcast. You know what I mean? Is to to get this stuff out. And, you know, and like, because look, here's the thing. And I'm glad Moss asked a question. I'll move on from it quickly and we'll get into the show. But like, we could sit here and lament the Raiders sucking 
on on the field forever. And but I'm why? sure. But why? <laughs> and I'm sure that like there are other shows and other people doing that stuff, and that's fine. That, that if that's the the content they're rolling with, then like knock yourself out. But that's not what we're gonna do. And and even as disappointed as that game was, and as much of a sad sack as I feel, all it took was you asking a question about the people, and it's like, oh, okay, it was fine, it was great. Like that's what it's all about. It was so, live football. It's live football, man. Yeah, man. It's the freaking Raiders. It's still silver and damn black, man. Yeah. You, that, you, yeah. you just can't go wrong. All right. All right. <laughs> so tall. Oh, uh, Paul says, uh, uh, what time is the top of the show this week? Well, we're okay, at it, Paul. Well, right here yeah, at the top yeah, of the yeah. show. Thank you all for showing up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Graphic Raiders in there. What's up, Graph? What's up, Graph? Ah, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you joining us uh, there in the chat room. And appreciate everybody that's in there, man. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Tyrone Graves, Mark Thompson, Erica S., Duke City Raider. What's up, Martine? Uh, Lee B., uh, Raider Tuan is in there. Ron the Mater Raider, of course, holding it down. Ebony Graves, the Big Easy. Uh, man, so many of our good friends. Raider Born Rico, Mark Thompson, Jesus Alvarez. Hey, what's up, Jesus? That's a... Jesus is the guy that did this painting right here yeah. of Hunter Renfro. And I've got yours coming, Jesus. I promise. I've got a print for you. I'm going to get sent to you. Uh, Sean Johnson is in there. Matthew Mangus. All right. So let's get into some show here. Um, I've got a couple more quick things of respect I want to give. Uh, number one is I want to give it to our good friend Tom. You hear him call this show all the time as the Raider karaoke kid and handful of other things. And as Mosh calls him, or no, excuse me, Swag calls him. Thumb. Thumb. Uh, he's got a show called Raider Roots, and he asked if, I, if we would give him a, a, a shout-out, give him, give him some respect. And absolutely, go check out Tom and support all the content creators out there, man, except for those uh, couple guys, and you know who they are. But other than that, like we love all the amazing content creators out there. Uh, Tom is part of the, the Only Nation podcast and does the Raider Roots podcast. He's got episode number 21 out there, so go out there and support uh, what he's doing along with like like our buddy Graf there who just jumped in. What a great show, man. Well, how, how killer, uh, like how much, like how awesome is his rise? Oh been? my gosh. Like, the it's, dude is killing it. It's unbelievable. I mean, the amount of money that he raised for uh, Tina Tintor's yes. family and yes. stuff. I mean, it's like crazy. he brought all that together and he's growing like crazy and um, and, and he didn't hold back either. After this game, he was on Twitter and like going live and all that. And oh, he was yeah. fiery, man. Is he fiery? And I dig it. I dig it because, yeah, you know, that's how we all feel right now. That's so the, I love it. That I'm with you. And that's the passion, man. And it comes out in different ways from different Raider fans. But that's ultimately to us what defines you as a Raider fan. Not how long you've been a fan. Not whether you go to games. Not where you live. What's the passion that you bring to this damn Raider thing, man? And, 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 and do you celebrate it as family? Because that's what it's all about. Um, all right. So one last bit of respect, and then we're going to get into this game a little deeper against the Washington football team. Uh, we want to give respect to a guy that unfortunately is hurt right now. Hopefully he'll get to see the field again very, very soon. But it is Darren Waller. And so the NFL nominates uh, – or excuse me, each team in the NFL each year nominates one player from their team as a Walter, Pl- Walter Payton Man of the Year candidate. And, uh, and then the NFL selects at their honors event at the end of the year, selects one winner from that. Uh, so the Raiders have nominated Darren Waller, and very, very rightfully so, if you ask me, and I'm going to as- assume uh, the other two guys that are, that are joining me here tonight. Yep. And so let's check in with Darren. Quick little interview here, quick little segment <clears throat> on Darren Waller accepting his uh, nomination as Walter Payton Man of the Year. I'm Darren Waller. I'm the 2021 Raiders Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year nominee. Pretty good. Oh, 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 oh. That's him handing out presents to kids. There you go. There you go. I mean, you look at maybe four or five years ago, I was probably the last 
person to be that would even be considered for that role. So, you know, I do find gratitude and it allows me to reflect and see, you know, how far I've come, how much I've changed, you know, from the inside out and how, you know, I do care about the community that I'm in and the world that I'm in and, you know, shedding my light in a positive way. Uh, so I try to take that seriously when I'm in the building, when I'm outside the building and the people that are around me every day recognize it. That's what makes it. <laughs> You're excited to watch it. Thank you so much for talking about it. What are like the main ones that kind of give you the most joy and the most, um, I guess, satisfaction in being able to give back? I'll definitely say uh, being able to send people to treatment that worked numbers on my life and allowed me to do a complete 360. And I would say, you know, just getting in talking to kids in high schools, whether it be football players, whether it be normal kids, just kind of telling them about my story and helping them be able to navigate some of the same stresses and same things that give them anxiety uh, in a more positive way than I did. So just getting in front of them because I could just see the younger version of myself when I look at them. Trying to relax, that's pretty comfortable and You know, I want to be able to, you know, people to be able to say like, wow, like being around him changed me or it motivated me or it made me feel you know, loved or safer or whatever it was. You know, I want them to be able to say that because I was around them. Like, what do you want your off-the-field legacy to be? I mean, kind of just changing the culture of, you know, what men are about, you know, what men do or what men embody. You know, it's like strength and toughness. I would like that definition to be changed and what it historically has been. More vulnerability, you know, more just letting people see who the real you is. Not worrying about being viewed as soft or viewed as this or that, but putting your emotions at the top of the list when it comes to importance in your life, like really valuing you know, what you feel instead of stuffing it down to try to perform or to try to put on a mask or something like that. So I want it to be like, okay, like he was really down to be different when it came to you know, what a man is and what a man should strive to be. I want the work to speak for itself more than it's just you know, me getting an award. All right, there he is, Darren Waller. Congratulations on your nomination. You know, I, I, I did, Swag, let me ask you this. You know, like, yeah. I think it's interesting. Like, um, he, now he referred to it as a, as a redefinition. I don't know if, if I'm fully in that, but like, but a, it, at least broadening the scope, right? Because he mentions it specifically, what it is to be a man. And I think that it's important. Like, I, while we can still, I think, embrace toughness and all those things, but at the same time, like, owning whatever your stuff is out front and not feeling like it's going to make you weak or you know what I mean? Like, like it's okay that you don't have to apologize for it for emotion. Like, and I thought that was an, an incredibly like, odd, like not odd, but like it's rare. Like you don't hear that a lot. And so for that to be his platform, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, no, I, I totally, totally agree with that. You know, uh, we always say you can't define players by what they've done before. You can only, you know, say, well, what are you going to do now and stuff like that. So I think that's a perfect example of that. And what better of a man than Darren Waller, who has had a very dark past, you know, that is now outspoken and sober, and is, you know, he helped Max Crosby do the same thing. Yes, and he's tur- he's he's reset his narrative. You know, we always talk Dude, about that. Yes. You know, like he changed the narrative for himself and came out a better man. And I mean, kudos to the guy. That's an incredible platform. Absolutely. I, I totally agree, man. Right on. All right, let's go ahead and jump into talking about this Washington football team. Because we have to. <laughs> Are you sure? Hey, Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. 
So before we're sad sacks and talk about this game, I do want to uh, say... We're so, not going to be sad so, sacks. So, well, two of us are. Uh, <laughs> well, you're crying, sniveling babies in. Well, that's fine. Uh, so... No, no, it's okay. Yeah. So, so my wife's in the chat. Hey! My wife's in the chat. Who is she not says, a sad yeah, sack, yeah. She by says, the way. "Hi, nation, swag wife here. Uh, my kids just walked in, sawing me, uh, w- seeing me watch the show, and now they won't stop yelling." Ray, oh, let's go. What's I'm talking about? Yeah. Right on. Raise them right. Raise them Raiders, man. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, how funny. All right. So, okay. I kind of platformed already about this. I, I saw that one. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of platformed already about uh, kind of some of the experience w- with the game and whatever. Um, I'll just say this. I, I think what it was ultimately, and I'll keep it brief because I want to throw it over to Mosh and let these guys talk. You've heard enough from me already tonight. It oh, was yeah. just, it was, in, especially in being there, the, the, there was energy from the crowd. But And I'm not saying that the guys didn't necessarily get up for the game or whatever. Like, I don't doubt their dedication. I'm, I'm not trying to say that. But it didn't feel... Like there was a ton of energy from the Raiders sidelines and in the game. And th- this is this up and down emotion and mentality that we're seeing from the Raiders each and every week. And it's just, you, you would feel or think that when everything is literally on the line, like this is, the, the thing has to change now. Like there is no time. To, we don't have the luxury of time anymore. And yet it's still kind of slow going. So let's check in with Josh Jacobs. And he references this, and you can hear his frustration about it, but I, it's just an interesting dynamic of what's going on with the team. Josh, you guys have had a hard time getting going offensively a lot, a lot this season. What, what are the issues, and how frustrating is it that they keep that you aren't, aren't able to solve those, and it keeps coming up week after week? Uh, it's very frustrating. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely very frustrating, really annoying, really um, just starting slow every week. I feel like um, and, and taking too long to, to, to be who we are um, is it, definitely frustrating. And I kind of voiced that a little bit today. Uh, I mean, I just come to the offensive line um, and, and to the receivers and tell them just we got we to gotta be who we are or who we think we are. Um, and we got to have some juice and some energy and some, some, some type of swag to us. Um, I feel like we come in just stiff and, and, and dull in games sometimes. Um, and I don't feel like it should take somebody having a big play for everybody to take to that mindset of, of, of wanting to be on that. So that's kind of just where I, I was at with it. And, um, Kirby used to tell me all the time, um, inspire the guys with how you play and the effort that you put on the field. And that's what I try to do. But some, some games it just be like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I totally agree with him on that, you know, and, it seems like the last several weeks, especially, you get a feel of what the entire game is going to be like right away. The first drive. The first drive, you can tell it. So the game against uh, who we just beat. Uh, we beat uh, the, Cowboys. the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Deshaun Jackson. They came out freaking hot. They came out with a score right off the bat. Deshaun Jackson, everyone's going nuts. And I thought, okay, we might win this thing. I feel like we will. But then you look at games like, Cincinnati and Washington and you see both of them go down and you know there's you know go down and score real quick and all that I mean the Cincinnati game you know we had the ball at the 10 yard line and couldn't put it in the end zone and I was like oh okay well I felt that way this week too because they go down and score a drive and then we go in there and lay an egg right away and I'm like this might be a long game 
you know? I, I, I'm with you. It, it kind of feels like that um, early in the game, and, 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 and I'm with you, and I think that's what Josh is saying, and I'm glad to hear that he was willing to call out the team, that he addressed the offensive line. He addressed – I got a feeling he addressed everybody on the offense in there. Um, but I'm with you. Like, it's that idea of, like, that, it, that they can't get going and that that is going to dictate what happens in, to the rest of the game I think is unfortunate at, at a minimum. And, and that's where I don't understand why it's so inconsistent. And I don't understand – like, and I'm not going to pin everything on Derek. I've got plenty to go in on Derek on, which I will hear in a little bit. But what that's – but it's just – like, the emotion to me should be consistent at a minimum. Like, Mosh, like, don't you feel like, like, I get it if you have a bad day. I get it if you have a bad game. Like, I get that. But, like, what's the one thing you can control is your approach, your emotion. And it's, and it's not even, like, it's a mystery. Like, it's clearly evident. The looks on their faces, the, just the body language, everything is so different week to week. Like, that's been the hardest thing, I think, as a fan watching this stuff. What, do you, what, what did you see? What did you feel on it? Well, here's the thing. There's there's no doubt in my mind that these guys that are going into this game are going in 100%, okay? Are they are they are they not prepared? Are they not physically ready? Are they are they a thousand other things? Are they being are they being given poor plays? Are they begin are they not executing? Are they you know? There's a million speculations that we can that we can look at. You know, uh, uh, why are we up one week and why are we down w- one week? Why are we? Uh, 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 here you go, Kevin. Why are we uh, uh, episode four of Star Wars versus episode eight? <laughs> <laughs> right, nice. because ep- there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can be topical. Yeah, I like but, it. But Mosh. absolutely, episode four was my favorite, and episode eight sucked. Awful by everybody else's standards. But they're still part of the Star Wars culture, you know. So, so we're 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 sucking right now. We're not a good football team right now. We're a mediocre football team, but we're our football team. You know, uh, what am I going to do, bash them? No, well. <laughs> you know, I'm not. And, and, and I'll tell you, those of you that know I, I, what I do, I, I'm a retired high school teacher, and, and, and now I got a new job, and I'm a and I'm, I'm theater director. And when my shows are over, I don't go greet the public. I hide in the booth. Okay, for two reasons. Number one, it's not about me. It's about the kids that I put on stage. They need the accolades. Number two, when some jack wagon says to me, hey, that kid missed their lines uh, in the second act, blah, blah. You, you don't think I know that, <laughs> you stupid ass? Do you not know that I know that? Do you not know that I know every single thing about every single thing that happens on that stage? It's the same thing. Do you not know that these football players know where they went wrong? That they didn't have the passion, that they ran the wrong route, that he threw the wrong ball? They know. Their coaches know. Their front office knows. And you got all these these slap happies, you and me and Swaggy and everybody else that's sad sacking. We're not telling them anything that they don't know. All we can do as fans is grin and bear it. We don't have to like it. We can get another team. We can take down all this silver and black shit that you got up everywhere and put up baby blue Titan crap, but we're not going to do that. We're going to grin and bear it. 
you know, we're not going to go kill ourselves and we're not going to, we're just going to go, man, they got to quit doing this to us. Okay. What do we got for dinner? (laughs) You know, we can still, and that that doesn't mean that my passion's any less than yours. It is because you're stupid and over the top with it, but. But you know what I'm saying. You well, know what I'm saying. A, We're gonna have, we got to do the best we can. I, we I we just got to get through. I get it. And those are fair points, Mosh. And I don't think that it, it, look, if your passion for the team wavers because they're not good, well, then I question your, your dedication to your fandom to begin with. But I think that, it, that by doing what we do and engaging with Raider Nation the way that we do, I think that it's, look, I like talking about football. And oh, I like, absolutely. And so I like, I like talking about these numbers because here's what's interesting. And Jeff, I'm going to throw it to you. So here's what, what I don't understand is that Rich Bisaccia, and we're going to hear him in a second, openly critical of the quarterback and the way that he approached this game. When you look at the numbers, I don't do math, but I love numbers. Derek Carr comes out and goes four for five on 21 yards the opening drive before they punted. The four completions traveled a collective negative 13 yards downfield. They had 10 days to prepare for the 30th ranked pass defense i don't get it explain that to me how you can be so inept so inefficient turn in such a dog shit performance and one week and then watch we'll go into arrowhead and beat the stupid chiefs okay so let me and, add- and all of a sudden we're gonna be like oh the raiders are great and that's what? a and that's a great point murph and 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 here's another point when when Basaccia took over Gruden's job, did he also take over Gruden's contract? Did he get the $10 million a year? If he did, or who, however much money he makes a year, he screwed up. He didn't, maybe he didn't prepare him right. Maybe, who knows? That's, well, see, and I think who that's, and I think that's, and that's kind of where I'm going that, you know, you, you can look at Basachi as this is a contract year for him because he's playing for his Absolutely. job. Absolutely. So, you know, but so, okay. You know, we'll we'll compare it to what you do as a career, as a as a te- as a theater teacher and as a director. Do you want mediocrity? You want you no, put the, you no, put the best no. you want to put the best the best, the best thing, actors and absolutely. actresses in the best position. If you have a guy as your lead role and your star that is missing his lines absolutely. and is missing his cues, <sighs> then it's time to go. Time so, to go. You, you know. Cut so yeah. So and we'll hear from Basaccia later a couple different things. You know. Yeah, he's critical and all that stuff. But you know. But 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 then to do your, something. But, but to your but to your but to your analogy you don't cut him in act two and you could equate that to the no, season no but, but it's, it's act, not act two it's act eight it's the 13th uh, no it's the 13th show but that's what i'm saying man yeah but you well, know yeah. we're six and we're six and six you're you're but but i think he's an eight year senior i think there's <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying I think there's a little homie coming out here because you're wanting your boy there no i want this team to win yeah, I we, want this well, team to win. Obviously, we all want that team to win. Okay, and but but what I'm saying is that your your passion, leaning towards Mariota corner, has a tendency to cloud your view on carisms. But you know, but now, but the question is, who's going to bring us to the problem? I'm, I'm not not promised land. Tannehill. No, I don't <laughs> think Marcus Mariota will win us a Super Bowl. But can he win Week 13 against the Chiefs? Well, F and A right. Seen him I think so. Before. I, I, I think and, so. Yeah. And once again, I hate, I hate, I despise quoting Kevin. 
But Kevin has a good quote. He's loving the Raiders is like being in love with a substance abuser. You love them no matter what while they're self-destructing. It's, That's and it's really truth. true. Well, and it's really true. Well, and since our, our conversation kind of went there, uh, uh, I've got see. Uh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> what, what is it, Mom? Go ahead. No, because I know exactly what you're going to do. You're going to hit us with 10,000 stats on why yeah. we should replace yeah. Derek. But, but listen, no, no, here's the important point. I'm not going to eat chicken wings while you do okay. that. Go ahead. Go here's ahead. the important point to denote, okay? That Because here's the conversation. Here's what happened. Now, Mosh, you're not on social media, so you don't see this. The const- My choice. Yes. The constant conversation is between Derek Carr's statistical prowess and lack of win. There's Mosh eating chicken wings. I love it. There you go. Get that, Mosh. <laughs> He's my favorite. Always has been. Yeah, he is. All right. So it's about his statistical prowess, that he has all these Raiders records, are statistically our greatest quarterback ever. That I am not care. bashing Derek Carr. This is I am a Derek Carr fan. Let me preface that on the front end. I am a Derek Carr fan. I will support him as long as he is the Las Vegas Raiders starting quarterback. He's my favorite football, uh, my favorite quarterback in, in the NFL, in all of football. So this is not lack of support. What this is, in the interest of fair and balanced discussion and constantly hearing about how great he is on the, on the stat sheet, I'm going to lobby you some other stuff too that I think that it's fair to, at a minimum, consider. Okay. Now, you can point at play calling, because, and, and there's been a lot of pointing at play calling. The Raiders are 30th in the NFL in third down rate at 33%. And since Gruden left, they were 26 before he went despite having the fifth fewest in yards per game. So they're the lowest, and yet they're not converting despite having the fifth lowest in yards per game. Is that play calling? Is that Derek's fault? I don't know. I would say that it's at least fair to discuss it around play calling. Sure. The Raiders are 5-49 and 49 with Carr at quarterback when he scores less than the team scores less than 20 points. The league average is uh, it, it just gives a percentage. It's .72 versus the Raiders .93. Point is though is that the Raiders are forty eight and twenty, which is a seven oh six winning percentage, with Carr at quarterback when they score more than twenty points. The Raiders, when a team allows twenty seven or more in their careers, Derek Carr is fifteen and forty four. When the team allows 20 or few points, he's 22 and 15. If you wanted to compare that to the gold standard, which is Tom Brady, Tom Brady's winning percentage is 938. He's 166 and 11 when the team allows 20 or fewer points. What, at some point, we have got to acknowledge that there is an issue there. Sure. Whether it's entirely on him or not, blame it on the coordinators, blame it on the play call, whatever. The bottom line is the throughput that we've had with this team the, and the lack of success has been Derek Carr. I've got a couple more, and then, I'm, then I'm, please okay. take over. Okay. When the Raiders score 20 or more since 2014, they have a 706 winning percentage, which is higher than the league average. The, when they have the seventh most games with less than 20, they're 5 and 51 in those games. In those wins, Derek Carr ranks fourth in air yards per attempt, fourth in air yards per completion, um, and, and he ranks 20th in air yards per attempt and 29th per completion. The most games started a quarterback since 2014 when a team scores less than 20 points, Derek Carr is number one at 54. Like, 
these are the things that like explain this to me. Like this is what I don't understand. If we know what the challenge is, if we know what the problem is, and whether regardless of the the, the, the terms that have dictated it, if we're not pushing the ball downfield, I don't care how many twenty plus yard attempts that you have. When you don't consistently push the ball downfield, you don't consistently attack the defense, you lose. So why are we not doing it anymore? Ever. Like, explain that to me, Jeff. Give me some logic here. I don't get it. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, and you're, you're, exactly, you're exactly right, you know. And a lot of people, whether you're, you know, whether you're a car supporter, he's my guy no matter what, whether you're on the other end of that, whatever. Everyone can agree that something has got to happen. Something's got to change because what we got going right now, it ain't working. It ain't working. We started five and two. We're six and six. That ain't good. Now, whether it's Derek Carr, whether it's play calling, whether it's whatever, that doesn't matter. I mean, it's a combination, I'm sure, of a lot of different things, you know, injuries, you know, I don't know, losing your head coach, losing your number one wide receiver. There's a lot of different things that are going on, and I understand that. And I'm not saying that it's all Derek Carr's fault, but at some point when you start five and two and then go one and four, I mean, let's try something. I mean, I don't think anyone can be too upset if the team tries, you know, well, maybe let's put in Marcus and see if anything, <laughs> see if they put a spark in, you know, let's do, you know I mean? And he's the example because he, you know, that's the leader at the helm. That's the guy. Maybe let's see if we can do something else because there's no reason that you let Washington score 17 points at home in Las Vegas and you lose. There's no reason that that should have been an L. I totally agree. And look, and if that's not a game that you can't get up for with everything that's riding on the line, your former head coach across the sideline talking shit about you all week long, like yes. why is there not emotion there behind? Again, and I'm not pinning it all on Derek. It's the entirety of the team. As Mosh always says, there's 53 people that take the field every week. It is not entirely on him, but he's the leader. He's the guy that's the face of our organization when it comes to players. And so I, I just think that it's time to start having these, these fair conversations. All right, so speaking of that, let's check in with Derek. Listen to this mosh this is what him talking about kind of uh, jack del rio and, and and greg olson and whatnot yep there was one um there was one uh as i stepped up deshaun was running a deep cross and just couldn't see the the nickel linebacker and i'm not gonna throw a ball blind go back to the sideline like gosh dang there was one but besides that they were trying to stay on top as best they could you know what i mean <laughs> um you know i mean there was times where i just was just trying to throw a go ball or just trying to and there's two guys behind our guy, you know, and so they, it's definitely an emphasis for them, you know, to stay on top. Um, and uh, it's one thing to emphasize, it's one thing to do it. They did a good job uh, for the most part. Derek, for as well as the offense was playing when Greg started calling the plays and then all of a sudden for the last five losses, are you, as the quarterback leader of the team, are you content with how the play calling is going or do you feel at this point that there needs to be a change? To answer your real question, I love Ole, and he's doing a great job. D Derek, I know it's not it's not an individual thing necessarily, but obviously Jack was on the on this other sideline, yeah. kind of that chess match that went back and forth. Was that something that excited you? And you know, how do you think that played out a little bit in the game? Did he did he know anything maybe, or did you know anything about him going in? I mean, it's been it's been so long, you know, since we've you know been on the same team um, and, and, and around each other. We know things about each other, you know, for sure, but. Different teams, different players. You know, I, I've grown. You know, he's grown. You know, there's there's things you learn along the way. You know that, you know, he's doing some things. He's obviously doing his stuff, but he does some things different sometimes too. You know, so 
it wasn't like, oh, I know all the calls or anything. He knew Michael. It wasn't like that. Um, you know, I, you know, going against his, you know, his scheme sometime in the last half of that year, you know, or sometimes in practice, you know, I, uh, you know, knew certain things about it, you know, but uh, that's anyone who plays those coverages, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like we knew something about each other and it was going to be a chess match. Like every game, every game in the NFL is a chess match between the decision maker and the defense coordinator, offense coordinator, you know, vice versa. So, um, you know, I, I talked to him afterwards. Uh, we had a good, you know, good talk. Um, obviously, I wish it was better for me, you know, uh, but uh, but we just expressed our love for one another and how thankful we were for the times that we had. And he said some things to me about this year. And, uh, you know, it was, it was good. You know, I, I, uh, I, I love the man and uh, he'll always have a you know place in my heart for the years that we had together. Sorry, man. That like it missed me a mile. Like, and and I talked at the beginning of the show about you know leading with emotion, being kind to one another. I, but this is an NFL football team, and you had a guy taking a run at you that used to be your coach. That soft ass approach. I'm sorry, man. I'm not down. We're freaking Raiders, man. That should piss you off, Derek Carr. This should not be amicable. I, I'm, and Mosh, you may disagree, but I'm telling you, that's not what the Raiders are about, man. That runs 100% upstream for, to Al Davis's messaging. That, that should be a big F you from Derek Carr. I'm sorry. Like, you, we, I, I don't understand. I don't get it, and I think that that's where the patience of Raider Nation starting to wear thin is that this doesn't feel like he's in it like a Raider, what we interpret a Raider should be that's the that what do you think you came up with this stuff in a day like this is you're around well i i think i you know i'm I'm not gonna i'm not gonna speak for Derek carr Derek carr speaks for himself i'm sure there's people he doesn't like he uh, yeah okay they're calling him boy scout and blah 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 and all this stuff in the chat but you know and on this i'm sure on the social medias and everything but, you know, Derek speaks for Derek. If he doesn't hate the guy, that's on him. That's his business. He, as of right now, he's our quarterback, you know? But I, I, I'm sorry. I can't go back to the fact that, okay, there's a, there's a couple things that we, that we missed a little bit. When Derek, when Derek has those games where he throws, I don't remember what the number was, however many yards, those are the games that we win. He didn't do that. Yeah, okay? three, 300 or more yards, right. he's about undefeated. And, and... When we give up, there have been plenty of games where we, if we would have just given up only 17 points, we would have won, right? If we would have had an offense that could catch the ball, that we would have had a quarterback that could get the ball to them. There's a lot of ifs in this. You know, you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. And if, and if there are people that, that Derek Carr doesn't like – or or hates or whatever he wants, however he wants to phrase it, and he has he has a case of the ass for he takes issue with. That's on him. That's his business. But saying that Derek Carr should hate this guy, well, you know, we don't know. We all we know is exactly what you said. The guy took some runs at him. That was that was mean. That was uncalled for. But as a coach, was he doing that to fire his guys up? You know, that's how I look at yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. strategic, you know, was he for sure. 100%. Does Derek recognize that? I don't know. Derek speaks for Derek. 
but that's what I'm saying because because I've done stuff like that. Sure, you know, I've, I've that's the Raiders. That's what Madden used to do. Right, it's, like that's that's a such a strategy. Stra- Al and, Davis would and, do and, it. And, and and if and if and if they had a relationship that was professional, I mean, in the in the in in this business. People get fired. Everybody that's ever been fired by Al Davis, still to the, almost everybody, ninety nine point nine percent of them, refer to him as Mister Davis. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They talk about they talk about the loyalty and the respect and the stuff like that. So, did they have did they have uh, uh, some some bad issues? Yeah, they probably did. But is there that mutual? He he said it. There's mutual respect for each other. So I, I can't take issue with the man saying that he doesn't hate this guy, you know? No, and I, and I don't think I'm leading towards like, oh, we want to have Derek go but to the podium and be like. But you're saying that's not the Raider way, though. Well, but well, it's not. And that when, when someone challenges you openly, that should bring a certain response and attitude, not, oh, shucks. Ah, uh, he's a nice guy. Oh, uh, we had some great years together. I'm just going to go out here and do my job and check the freaking ball down and oh, get our asses. Oh, that's not with. what he said. But You're being facetious. I now. am being facetious, but that's what we see. So, and that's the part that it drives me nuts is that one week you get Derek Carr going, oh, Mr. Fired Up, first down, jumping over people, diving, kicking right, ass, right, right, firing right, the right. ball downfield. And then the next week it's, eh. But dump, those are dump, also, dump, but, dump, but those dump. are also seems to be the weeks when our defense is getting more sacks than we got, is getting interceptions, is not allowing those seventeen points. You know, it's and that's what I'm saying. It's a full, it's a complete game. And right now, we seem when we suck, we suck as a team. We all suck. Yeah, but why is the inconsistency there, Jeff? That's what I don't get. I don't know if we're all. I Look, offense and defense, yes, we're all one team. We're all 53 and all that stuff. But I thought the defense came to play. Besides that awful misinterception from Trayvon Merrick, Merrick. I mean, that 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 breaks your heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the Mm -hmm. defense played a fantastic game. But, uh, I mean, as far as that that from Carr, I I feel like we've just heard that so many times. So many times. And the tiptoe around the question and all that stuff, it's just weak, man. I don't like it. I don't like it, and and I love Derek Carr, but you know, yes, I want to see. I don't want to see him going mad, but I will say with Mosh, I don't want to see him go. Yeah, I hate Jack Del Rio. No, I hate no, all that no, stuff. No, no, you know, no, blah blah blah. No, no, no. But I want I want you to show me that you don't like him and didn't like what he said about you by doing that stuff that he did on Thanksgiving, where he's like ah, doing all this stuff, running and all that. Like I want to see that. That yes. there, there has to be a reason to do that. Well, and that's he, what and, Josh, he didn't, and he didn't have it. Well, but that's what Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs was saying is that why is it that we can't get up right away? Why do we have to wait for I know. a play like that? That's the part, and that's where I think. And if we fans, could bottle that and sell it to him, we'd be billionaires. Absolutely, it's crazy. It's just you can look. It's frustrating. It's frustrating as a fan. Um, everyone's got their emotion around it. No one is wrong in the way you feel about it because however your fandom manifests is how it goes. But for me, like, I just want to see some edge. Like, and whether it's Basaccia or whoever else is our next head coach, the, we, had a, we had a big discussion about it last night. Um, we missed that edge. We missed that Gruden edge. I want someone, we, I think, want someone head coach-wise, quarterback-wise, Whatever that's got a little bit of 
case of the ass to him that's got a little bit of red ass. That's, that, that is kind of what the Raiders are, is that someone that's got a little bit red, someone that's a little pissed, someone that like Rich Gannon, like that's just a little angry. Like, you know what I mean? Isn't that what we liked, though, when we, we liked when Gruden came in, who had all that edge, and they were going, oh, it's a perfect match. Yes. It's a perfect match. He's perfect with D.C. And, and yes, and we all liked Passaccio, and we were all high on him. We were all just hoping that he would he would be able to fill the shoes. But he might not have that grittiness I, to go well, and we're about to, to go We're with. about to hear that. Oh. Yeah, I think that's a we're very, about to hear that on the last soundbite that we're going to play in this segment. Oh, let's because, hear it then. Yeah, let's get. Well, I'm going to do. I'm going to do one more. I'm going to do the. We'll skip the one Basachi. I am going to play B- Brian Baldinger though because this okay. is important. So Brian Baldinger, who is a great film analyst on Twitter, does Baldy's breakdowns. This is interesting, Mosh, because this is a guy we featured these clips from him a lot. Yeah, we love that guy. He highly uh, favorable to the Raiders and praises them a lot. Here's what you hear. And here's what a guy that's a pro at this and a basically objective, no fan interest, although he is kind to the Raiders, here's what he had to say about Derek and some of these plays. This is second and one. The Raiders came up short. 15 points isn't enough. This is second and one right here with Deshaun Jackson at the bottom. Remember the difference he made against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Like, here he is. This is a touchdown. Like, you just can't check this ball down right here. Here's D-Jack on this deep cross. And they get exactly what you hope you can get. You got him on that line right there just laid out there. He's going to score. He's going to score. I just don't think the Raiders were aggressive enough. Like, look at this protection that Carr has. Like, what's the rush to get the ball to Josh Jacobs? You completed all nine passes to Josh. Like, all right, you want to try and get six and seven yards? I mean, they got the first down. Maybe they were content with that. But at the end of the day, they didn't make enough plays. Like this third down and five. I don't even recognize this Raider offense. This isn't Derek Carr. This isn't a Davis family-owned team. Third and five, you're just going to throw this ball to Josh Jacobs. Like you're basically saying, I don't know. Like they're just not aggressive enough. I understand Darren Waller wasn't there. Maybe some calls went against you. But you're getting off the field without really trying to get aggressive. Great hit by Bobby McCain. I thought the Raiders had chances in the game. Real chances. Here's what's interesting, Mosh, about those comments. So, again, I mentioned this is a guy that spoke highly favorably of the Raiders in the past. Also, nicest guy in the league, one of them, former player, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, who doesn't criticize anybody, came out and said, Derek Carr is in it for completions, not wins. Wait, you have Kurt Warner coming at you. This is, the, this is the stuff I'm talking about. Like, it's getting to a point where these conversations are highly fair and not as being a hater or anything, but it's just like trying to understand what's going on. I love what Michelle said, and I think it's pertinent. Okay. Maybe Basashia didn't even want the job as a head coach. That's and, and if you sit in, and if you absolutely think about that, it's like, how was it approached to him? Was, was, were all the coordinators in a room? And, and Davis says, okay. Who wants it? Maybe not who wants it because ideally wouldn't all coaches like to be head coaches, but, you know, some people that are, that are coordinators, you know, some people know that they're a better coordinator than they are a coach, you know, and they recognize that. North you know, Turner, Josh Tom McDaniels, Cable, Tom Cable. You know, yes, I mean, there's, yes, there's yes. people that are fantastic coordinators and assistant coaches, but they, but they don't have that, that gumption for head coach. Maybe they drew straws. Maybe maybe it went around the room. 
Basach, you want it? Olsen, you want it? You know? Rock, scissors, paper, flip a coin. We <laughs> No, honest yeah. to God, we don't know. We don't know. Well, I think typically when when a coach gets fired or let go midseason, uh, uh, they, well, it's terrible, yeah. but they give it to the guy that, that deals with the most amount of players which on is the special team, teams. which is your special teams guy. So most times you see that happen, but... Um, it's very possible, and you might see, yeah, but, but you know, hearing you, some of the stuff that maybe he didn't want it. If you have a successful, if you have a, let me run this by you. If you have a team that's successful in in one aspect of the game, let's say you have a team that's 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 got a defense that's just plays balls to the walls all the time, and they're and they're going nuts, and they're and they're clockwork, and they're you know what I'm saying. Their coach doesn't necessarily have to be in their butts all the time because they've got it. That's the guy you're going to want to send to, as the head coaching job, you know. Or you can go the other way. Okay, let's keep him on defense. Let's put the offensive guy up there. You know, I mean, there's there's a million different scenarios, and we don't know. No, we don't, we know. don't know. And, that, yeah, and that's yeah. I, that's why I'm saying I kind of like I kind of like what Michelle said. And there's been a few people in the chat that have commented on that because we don't know, you know. Yeah. I don't. I do. Will agree with both of you. I don't think this has been a very good audition for Basachi yeah, for a no, for, I don't, for I a don't head coaching so. job. I think he would probably at the end of the season in in the next after five more games say, you know, I, I kind of like might think about going back. Yeah, I'm good you with know? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if he stayed on. Yeah, like as the, as the Raiders hire their new head coach. Sure. Um, if 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 Rich, look, he's one of the most highly respected guys in the league yeah. there's no doubt he's we, probably the reason why number 57 will compton is back in silver and black well, you I was know just gonna why. lead i was just gonna lead into that's that, why that he's there he, with he you. speaks so highly of basaccia and so you and, know and one, so denzel perryman goes down and so they call up hey will call the boy come, out, come on out man we also need a little locker room support right now that's where i was going with that that's because that could be could tie into exactly what josh jacobs was talking about yep we need that fire Yep. When, and 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 we all know that Compton doesn't have to be in a starting position on the defense yeah. to light a fire under fifty three asses out there. Yeah, he's a you little know? dopey, but that's, he can he can rile up he can rile up a locker room, and he won't call anybody back. But that's not and he, <laughs> yeah. and he forgets my name. Merv Swag Jeff, and who's the third guy? But that's not the point. The point is, is that maybe that's maybe maybe they're going. You know what Josh said was right. We need. And who can we get? Who's available? Who can be that spark? And it's our boy Compton. 100%. I think that that's a great call out there, Mosh. And I think that is dead on. That that's what Will does. Like, Will's a great football player. I'm not taking away anything from his playing ability on the field. But at this stage of his career, you know, at his age, all that kind of stuff, like... They're not bringing him in to be the like he was the last time he was with the Raiders, where he's wearing the green dot and calling the defense. Right, right. He's the glue guy, yeah. and it's like that's the guy that if you're trying to fire a locker room and change the culture of the organization of what's going on the inside out, yes. that's the kind of guy you well, bring. When in. you well, take when you take, I'm sorry, Jeff, I didn't no, mean to interrupt okay. you, but when you take Basaccia out of special teams and you put him as the the head coach who's in charge of everybody, and you bring Comp in. Who has experience on special teams? Who's probably going to end up coaching in the NFL somewhere? Who better to be that possibly green dot guy on special teams than Will Compton? Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, and uh, crap, I forgot where I was going. Um, well, I'll tell you what. While you're thinking about it, well, let me. I do want to touch on one thing okay, because, because do. we've been talking about Basachi and we, we didn't talk much about the uh, the Baldy uh, thing. 
Oh, so, yes, yes, yes. Okay. You know, uh, so there was one play, and it may have been the play that he was talking about. Um, it was towards the end of the game. Derek Carr checked down with this lob pass, and we lost like six yards on the play. Oh, uh, yeah. You remember a couple years ago when we bitched and complained and moaned about how all Derek Carr does on third and 14 is throw it in the dirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a good time for him to throw it in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, you know, because, you know, because instead the clock keeps running. We're running out of time. We lose six yards. Josh Jacobs gets blown up in the backfield. You know, it, the play calling is an issue, but Derek Carr needs to be just a little bit better with his, like, decision making as far as that goes. Because, you know, you're going to toss it up and lob it up 10 yards in the air and have Josh Jacobs catch it and get blown up. Or do you just toss it down or throw it away or, you know, whatever you want to do. It's, you know. Well, and live to fight another play is a very real thing. And like, and, I, and, and, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that where the, the challenge is visually as a, as a fan watching it is that you see that at times when we should have a sense of urgency, we're still doing that. And it's like at some point when it's third and five, and you throw it behind the line of scrimmage, like what the hell are we doing? Like because the because the, here's the the because the protection's good. It's not like he's getting you know rushed out of the pocket or anything. It's just an automatic go to, and that's where you see other teams that at times we've played we're literally double teaming the checkdown. Like if that doesn't tell you what's going on, I mean that's it's crazy. Um, all right, before we get, I love the ramble, I love the freaking conversation, I love the passion, and I guys you guys are killing it. Um. I do want to call out and give a lot of respect to the chat room, though. Uh, Tyrone Graves is in there uh, with a $5 donation, down by two in the red zone. Three to four minutes left. we got to stop running out the clock and take shots at the end zone. Uh, we still had room to get a first down. That's exactly what we're talking about. Appreciate that comment. Cool Kev 75 uh, same thing, another $5 donation. Too late to start calling, pe calling people out, Josh Jacobs. Running backs coach Kirby ran away like Bo Jackson from the team before the season started. Uh, interesting there, man. Yeah, and but I think that it's fair, um, at least that Josh is doing it. Yes, you would like to see maybe it uh, happen a little while ago, but they also were dealing with some unprecedented um, you know, tragedies and things in there too, so I don't want to totally uh, pick on him about that. Um, uh, Frank, oh, our buddy Frankie, uh, Frankie Mosqueda uh, with a donation there, two bucks. I wish DC had the fire of Phillip Rivers. Gosh, golly darn right. You know what I mean? Like, I can't stand Phillip Rivers, but that kind of passion, game in, game out, I think is what uh, we're definitely missing. All right, let's get to this last uh, uh, audio bite here on the Washington game. This is interesting because I know where Swag's going to go with this. So uh, I'm going to play this sound bite, and then I'm going to throw it to you, Jeff. Um, but I, I think we actually might have a different take on some of these comments. So let's check in with Coach uh, talking about not fixing on the scoreboard season of, of highs and lows so far I know you guys have said your process stays the same regardless of if you win or lose and it seems like the guys mood has stayed the same but why do you think it doesn't translate to games all the time when it comes to getting consistent well, I, results you, know, you, you want to talk about highs and lows of a season I mean it's you know the highs have been pretty good and the lows have been really low you know humanistically yeah. the lows have been really low and then professionally on the grass the, the lows have been low um, but again, it's, if you're results oriented all the time, then you're just looking at the scoreboard, you're spending your life up there. So there's a process to what we try to do. There's a process to improving every day. So again, we lost the game. Uh, we have to come back tomorrow, figure out some of the reasons why, and then get ourselves ready for Wednesday practice, see if we can correct those mistakes, and get ready to go play Kansas City. I hate that. This one chapped your ass. 
This one shot my ass quite a bit, um, you know, because uh, because th- these are the guys. Uh, th- this comment reminds me of all the people that say Derek Carr leads every statistical category as a Raider. He's the greatest Raider quarterback of all time. We live up. We live looking up at the scoreboard because that's what freaking matters at the end of the day. Just win, baby. That's what we want. So, of course, we want to look at the scoreboard. Of course, we want the Raiders' number to be higher than the other team's number. Why would you not? That's that's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. I hate that. Okay. I, I appreciate the passion, and I think that you make a very valid point. I'm going to lobby yeah, this, though, at you, too. <laughs> I'm going to lobby this, though, at you, too. Okay? I've only ever coached youth sports in my life. I've only ever played low levels of, 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 of high school and college football. Okay? But here's Masachi can go coach his kid. Here's the di- well, and here's why I'm going to throw it to Mosh. I'm going to make my point, and then I want to throw it to him for clarification because I think that he'll he'll have a unique perspective on it. What's th- what's interesting about that comment is that one of the things that we used to tell our kids all the time is you don't worry about the scoreboard, you worry about your job. That's the freaking people hate it when I bring up the Patriots. But what's their motto? Do your job. Do your job accurately. Do your job mechanically. Do your job the way that you've been instructed and coached to do so. If you do all those things correctly, the scoreboard takes care of itself. If, you, if you're in the correct position, if you execute your, your passes and your blocks and your, uh, your tackling, all those things, if you handle that stuff, then the scoreboard will be fine because we will be successful in marching the ball down the field, putting it in the end zone and scoring points. Sure. Now, where the other side of the coin, where I think you, your point is valid, is that at some point, you do have to have a sense of urgency because when you look up at that scoreboard and you're down by two and you're running out of time and downs, you have to adjust what you're doing on the field. You can't just, oh, I just need a completion here. Oh, I just need No, you need to score. You, you need to do something aggressive. So I think both things can be true. So I want to defend Coach a little bit there because I think in the terms that he's speaking about is that, look, if we just worry about the scoreboard all the time, we're never going to win. What we need to do is focus on what our jobs are, do them effectively, and then the points will come as a result. Mosh, what, are your, what, is, your, what is your take on Coach's comments there? Well, <clears throat> I think Coach... I, I think Coach wishes he had that back. Yeah, you do. Okay. I would. I would. I would. And, and I'll tell you why. When And I, I, I actually agree with, with Jeff on that. It was a really dumb thing to say. You know? Okay. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, uh, because when you and I coached, and we, you and I coached together for a long time, and our job as coaches was to teach fundamentals, was to teach kids to develop a passion for the game and was to teach them that that you can win on, or you can lose honorably and win with respect. And we always from from wrestling when our boys would our boys would lose and and or win, we always sent them over to shake hands after they shook hands with their opponent with the opposing coach. And and that was part of what we were building. Now, to Jeff's point, at this level that should be instilled. That should be taught. I got you. That should be learned. And to say that the score doesn't matter at this point 
is it was a little bit of an asinine thing to say. Okay. I think I think he misspoke. He he's saying exactly what you were saying. Do your job. Know what your box is. When you do what's in your box, everything comes together, and the scoreboard will take care of itself. But we can't lose sight of the scoreboard. So both of you have good points, but I I really do think that what Coach said was about stupid. You know, <laughs> okay. I, sorry, totally, okay. I, I agree, Jeff. Okay. Totally agree. That the and I and I don't think his sentiment was quite off. I think he I think but the way it was presented was off. I think to him saying, Oh, the scoreboard doesn't matter. Well, you know, uh, I'm sorry, buddy, because we're on the lower end of the scoreboard all the time. Last week, the school that I taught at uh, won their second state championship. And the picture that was on the Facebook page was a picture of the scoreboard. Sorry. You know who looked at the scoreboard? Al Davis. Just win, baby. That's why he brought the best people into the game that put the team in the best position to have the scoreboard look the way that it did back in 76, back in 80, back in 83. That's why he built championship teams, because he put the best people in the positions to win the game. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't know if that's happening for the 2021 Raiders. You got to put the people in the position to win the game because at the end of the day, that's what matters. They're getting paid millions of dollars. Yes, I mean, yes. Yeah. Preparation okay. and pre- preparation and and knowledge is going to transmit to good performance yes. on on <coughs> excuse me, on the field. And that's what we're not having. We're not having we're not having execution. No. There there's no doubt in my mind that they prepared for the Washington team, but the, but the but the preparation wasn't good enough for their performance on the field. And that's where where we were lacking all the way across. And you know, Swaggy's right on that. Good stuff, Come guys. On, there you go. All right. Come on, man. Jeez. Just okay. win. Well, I right. just want to win. This guy's a winner. Yeah, he is. Hi, this is AJ Cole from Let's the go. Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders One of the Fan best players Radio. on the team right Just now. Just win, baby. Absolutely. And he's a badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thumbs or no thumbs. <laughs> this is Trent Sig, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Just win, baby. All right, we're starting to run a little bit long here. We've got to get into um, Hurry up. We, we've got to get into the Sea of Fans mailbag. So I'm going to save. Um, I've got a Raiders and pop culture from Hunter S. Thompson, which is really interesting. But we're gonna we're gonna save that for next week. Oh, I know. But we're, we're oh. otherwise we'll be here for two and a half hours. So to, phenomenal author. So tune back in uh, for that next week. I'll have that Raiders and pop culture for you. Um, so let's jump in. Let's talk about this Chiefs game. Okay. Um, It, look, if we win an Arrowhead, we're seven and six. We're back in the playoff discussion. I know it's crazy, but like, look at the last. We named this episode on uh, Swag. It came up with a great episode title there because, yeah, of course, talking about warming up the bus because of Will Compton. But also, if you remember the last time we played the Chiefs <laughs> in Arrowhead, we locked that stadium because we beat those suckers in Arrowhead. Um, 
The Chiefs are undoubtedly one of the best teams in the NFL. They're also the team we have to get past in our division. If we win this game, hope, I don't, I'm not going to say that it's completely restored, but it comes back in a big way. Like it gives us an opportunity to continue the conversation about the Raiders because, like Mosh said at the very beginning of the year, he felt the Raiders were a 10 and 7 football team. And then that would be good enough to make the playoffs. That's still a, a real thing. In the AFC, as competitive as it is, nine and eight could be a playoff spot. If we can beat the Chiefs, beat the Colts and the Browns, we're talking about having tiebreakers against the other teams that we would be competing with for those playoff spots. Like, there really still is hope. And I'm not offering that up as blind hope or like trying to like sell you a thing. But until we're ultimately mathematically eliminated like there's a shot there's a chance like dumb and dumber so you're saying there's a chance yeah and if we beat the freaking chiefs in arrowhead and show that we're capable of doing that then we can beat anybody so here's what the raiders need to do i'm gonna give you a couple talking points i'm gonna throw it to the guys we have got to handle business against the pass the chiefs have picked on jonathan abram in coverage for the last two years. Now, look, it's no mystery that Jonathan Abram has at time been a liability in coverage. But listen to some of these numbers. According to Pro Football Focus, the Chiefs targeted Abram in coverage nine times in their Week 10 matchup. On those throws, Mahomes was 9 for 9 for 127 yards and two touchdowns. We can't do that. Now, what whatever that is you need to do to adjust, Gus Bradley... I don't know. Like, don't play that cover two or cover three, excuse me. Like, what, whatever that is that you need to do different, do something different. Don't do the same shit that you did last time because yes. you got your ass kicked. Yes. In these, and speaking of Mahomes, now, like we always talk about with Derek, what do the Raiders need to do to win? Well, Derek has to play well. What do you need to do to beat no the shit. Chiefs? You got, yeah, no shit. What do you got to do to beat the Chiefs? You got to shut down Patrick Mahomes. But here's why that's such a salient point. Patrick Mahomes during the Chiefs' five-game winning streak, okay, Versus the Raiders, because he's won five in a row against the Raiders. He has completed 70% of his passes at eight yards per attempt. He's thrown five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 127 quarterback rating. In the other four games, he's got a 57 complete. Uh, um, so the. Uh, yeah, the other four games, he's got a 57% completion percentage at six yards per attempt, two touches, three picks, and a 70 rating. Point being, though, is that when Patrick Mahomes beats the Raiders during his five-game streak, he's killing us. Like, he's the reason. Extending plays, throwing the thing down deep to Kelsey or Tyree Kill or whatever else. We've got to stop him. And how do we stop him? It's Ngakwe, it's Max Crosby. Like, those right. are the things we need to do, Jeff, right? Like, talk about yeah. d- what defensively well, what we need to he do. He hasn't beat us five times in a row. No, but he had a five-game win. Oh, he's got he a five-game five win, win streak. Yeah, 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 yeah sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Um, so, what they need to do with Jonathan Abram is exactly what they did in the Washington game. He wasn't in coverage that often. He was blowing up plays in the backfield. That penalty in the Washington game oh, was ridiculous because that was an incredible rude. play by Jonathan Abram. That an really incredible was. play. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how you that's how you utilize Jonathan Abram. That's why Jonathan Abram when we all drafted him said, "Wow, this is a great Raider. You know, he could be the next Jack Tatum. He takes heads off. He does all this stuff." Then use him that way. Bring him down and kind of be more of like a hybrid safety linebacker role. That's where, he, that's where he succeeds. He does not succeed in coverage. And you learned that in week 10. So don't make the same mistake again, you know, Gus Bradley. So, and 
where is uh where is Trayvon Mullen? Is he just is he out for the year? What? No, I, I think he should be back this week. That would be fantastic. Oh because, my gosh! Because right? the other person that got picked apart in that game in Week Ten was stupid thirty five Facion or whatever. There's what Facion or whatever his name is. Yeah, we were he sure high told, on him for a minute. Sure was, yeah, for yeah. about twenty seconds until he got burned for two touchdowns in Kansas City. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. he's been getting burned ever since. So let's get that guy to be more of a depth guy. So you guy. got Mullen and Hayward, Hobbs covering the slot. Yes. Like that's what we really need to that's set That's what you want. That's so we, so yeah, I don't know. Mosh, you got any 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 things you want to look for uh, in the game? <laughs> what you want to see out of the Raiders? Like keys to victory, man. Let's sit, look. We I've been negative a lot tonight. Let's shift the narrative a little bit here and let's try to find something positive we can do. I this think Sunday. I think Swaggy's on to something there. I think that that if if our <sighs> Okay, we got to go back to we got to go back to the last time we played the Chiefs. Okay, it was Thanksgiving Day. Okay, we were all here. We were watching the game, and we're saying, "Oh, our Italian Thanksgiving." Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, I, Wait, we played the Cowboys. Yeah. No. 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 no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, meant, I meant our Italian our Thanksgiving. Thing. Yes, yeah, yes. Our, yes, our yes, thing. Yes, sir. So what we what we witnessed was we witnessed a mediocre team, the Chiefs, come in and have the best game. Of the season. And we witnessed a good team, our team, the Las Vegas Raiders, come in and have arguably one of the worst games of the season. Great point. And when both of those teams collided on that Sunday, it it was 100% a chief victory and and there was no we weren't we were never close we were never we were never in the hunt ready to go yeah we got this we got this we got this it was never there okay so we have to be able to we have to be able to to find out and and again i'm sure that there's people making a whole lot more money analyzing this stuff for a living 18 hours a day or more Trying to figure out what they're gonna do to get that cheese. So what I would, what if it were me, the casual observer, I would say number one, we got to have our defense. We got to go back to two years ago on the victory lap game when we when we didn't let Patrick do anything. No, he shut didn't him have down. Right. he didn't yeah. have those third and thirteens and and throw for twenty five. Yes, he had yeah, Jonathan Abram intercept because we had yeah. that spy. Who was lurking around and disrupting everything Patrick was had? Was that Kwiatkowski? I think it was Kwiatkowski was in that. Was uh, it, was I that? don't remember who it was, but I'm, I'm just I saying know, who that, was it. It was uh, yeah, but I but great point. Yeah, but yeah, our, yeah. And 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 so and, and at that time, our offense wasn't great two years ago. It was mediocre at best. But a mediocre offense can score. Our mediocre offense scored 15 last Sunday. Five days, four days ago, okay? If we can hold them to under, if we would have been able to hold Washington to under 15, we would have won, you know? So what, what the, the secret is going to be our defense. It's got to be our defense. It's yeah. got to be. You have to be able to shut down Patrick in Patrick land. That's well, it. And I and I agree with that, but but the offense needs to play too. Remember when we beat them last uh last year, the score was 40 to 32. Correct. That's so it we need the offense to come play. You know, yes, we, we well, do need the defense to do it, but I would like to see, you know, we hate the Chiefs more than anybody. So anybody they're our biggest anybody. rival. They're our biggest rival. We hate them more than anybody, and we saw which team wanted it more in Week 10. 
That's true. I we think saw that's a good that. Point. Yep. You know, there's, you know, I mean, there's no reason for us to come out flat against the Chiefs ever. No. Ever. And, and it, we did, we did have one spark of hope when the game was close. That passed to Deshaun Jackson, and then he fumbled the ball. Oh, so, so our hope lasted yeah. about three about, and a half yeah. seconds <laughs> where we all went, yeah, no! <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. but, uh, our hope but, lasted for one football move. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know what I, what I will say is uh, the offense needs to come out play so much better and there is one person on the team that does have a recipe for beating kansas city oh geez here he goes <laughs> <laughs> throwing himself touchdown passes and what is that you're in your what is what for, for our people that are listening on the podcast what is it what are you it's holding a picture up of marcus marietta for his uh motivate foundation says thank you for your purchase uh, because uh, Swag Jeff might have might have supported the Mariota Foundation and while you were supporting local distilleries here, correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how local they were. I just grabbed a bottle from the liquor store. Well, but... It's Jack Daniels. It's local as heck. Yeah, absolutely, it is. All right, man. Those are great points, guys. Yeah, and I'm with and, and you know and, and to, to serve your point, Jeff. Derek Carr throws for 300 yards. The Raiders score 20 points. We're just about undefeated. So to Mosh's point, let's play some defense. But yeah, what Derek a, Carr have a day, and what? the numbers serve us like it fits. What we a freaking concept. We, what a concept. <laughs> when your quarterback throws for 300 yards and plays a great game, we win. No shit. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, absolutely. That's the recipe for success for the NFL. Well, but don't look at the scoreboard. But don't look don't at the scoreboard. scoreboard. Yeah, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right, Mosh, hit us with a break here. We got an ad read for you, and then we'll get into the uh, Sea of Fans mailbag. That was awesome. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. What's up, With Wolf? my boys, Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they f***ing put out a banger podcast. Banger podcast. All right, Raider Nation, check this out. It's not every day you could double your money, but with my bookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With my bookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at mybookie.ag and use promo code MURF, that's M U R F, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. The Patriots are taking on the Bills Monday night as they continue their quest to reclaim. The- well, that was this last Monday night. As they continue their quest to reclaim the AFC title, Buffalo has looked like a legit Super Bowl contender. However, look for them to cover the spread. Did they? I think they did. They must have because that game was like, what, 9-6 to six or something? Or like <laughs> yeah. like whatever. The, Mac Jones, three passes the whole game. Craziness. Uh, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code MURF. That's M-U-R-F at MyBookie. That's promo code MURF. M-U-R-F to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I like that. That was nice. Thanks, Mosh. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raider. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. Fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's caught. He's thrown. It is. 
I know we don't give free shout-outs and all that stuff. What the crap are you drinking? Oh, what is that? I'm feeling seltzy, Mosh. What? <laughs> what? what the heck is feeling, that? Feeling seltzy. No, hey, show is that, show is that, that other show the other flavor. It's a it's a preview of who's going to start a quarterback. Uh, uh, sip back and relax. No, what no, is it? No, pineapple? No, no, no. Oh. no. What flavor is it? It's Hawaiian shaved. Ice. Hell yeah, it is. Oh, You're damn right it is. <laughs> I like these things. <laughs> yeah. Don't You're, judge. I'm not judging. Don't judge me, chat room. <laughs> I know I heard the come. Look, I drank eight thousand Modellos at the Raider game. I'm allowed to have a seltzer and try yeah, to he's melt cleans- some of this stuff. Cleansing off. his system okay, with a so seltzer. I, I got to tell a story on you, Murph. Oh no! So every time you go to Vegas and me and Jeff don't get an invite. Most we, times. Oh, okay, most, Sonny, I'm sorry. Which, which you don't is, have a standing invite? Well, yeah, but which is most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we call each other, right? And we go, have you heard from him? Yeah, I heard last night. <laughs> uh, you, what, how bad was it? Oh, and so we compare notes, right? Oh, no. So oh, I go, absolutely. I go, I go, I call Jeff or he calls me. I don't remember what it was. Did you hear from him? Yeah. How's he doing? Well, has he called you yet? He might need money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I go, so... You know, one of the things that he always says is, yeah, I love it, man, that I can have like 87 gin and tonics for free. And I said, I said to, to Jeff, I go, so what's new with him? And he goes, oh, man, he lost his wallet. What? No, I lost yeah, my phone. He lost his phone. He's got, yeah. his, he's got his ID. And, his, yeah, and I yeah, go, yeah. oh, okay, that's funny, because the last time he was there, he lost his bag. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. That's right. I so, didn't hear that story. So yeah, got stolen. Week. I had to. T- I think it's well, kind of sort kinda, of. But sort you, of. You it was of, unexpectedly taken from us, right? Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah But because yeah. you left it where you shouldn't have. But anyway, the <laughs> point was, I so I said to Swag, I go, maybe he ought to drop that eighty-seven free gin and tonics <laughs> down to about twenty. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, and so, so, uh, so <laughs> my, I'm operating in the red. Murph, <laughs> Murph gets to Vegas on Saturday, and so I text him Sunday morning. I go, man, how did it go last night? And he goes, oh, I didn't hit on anything. It was, it was awful. Terrible. It was awful. Terrible. The only thing I won on was I bet a hundred bucks on the Alabama game. Yeah, and I man, won a little Alabama bit. He goes, through. I got so mad that I actually went to bed early. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Two times before that, yeah. but I, I had texted him. I had texted him that afternoon, and I said, "Remember, you can walk away from a table <laughs> with money. <laughs> yeah, it's not a requirement that you I have to I walk away with this. nothing. You don't have to have eighty-seven gin and tonics. Yeah, you know, no, you don't. Don't no, say yeah. No, you don't. he can have as many as he wants, but if he's got two thousand dollars of chips <laughs> you can walk away <laughs> but i never had two thousand dollars oh chips. yes you do oh, yes, you oh well that, 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 that's a different trip shit. no i'm talking about this last trip no, okay so you're i just got not this trip. i got beat so, up the whole so time the, the trip oh. the trip where you had the two thousand dollars in your hand yeah and he comes down to tell you hey murph it's time for bed, and you go, why? It's only 5.30 a.m. Yeah, I woke up, the sun's starting to come up, and I start freaking out because my best friend's not in the room. And then, I, I thought he got mugged. He called me. Have he you called heard from me him? that morning. He called me at 7 o'clock, and I go, what are you doing? It's it's like 5.30, your, 5 o'clock your time, and he goes, yeah, I just left Murph. What do you mean you just <laughs> left him? Where did you leave him? Well, he wouldn't come back. And then the next time... This is yeah. like Murph intervention. Murph, I'm telling Murph you, intervention. Gosh, this is, I'm the, feeling a little, little judged over here. The next time I call you and I go, Murph, Murph, how are you? How's it going? Yeah. Oh, you know, Uncle Moss, I'm getting beat up a little bit. On yeah, yeah, how look. was the show last night? I don't know. I slept through I it. I fell asleep. <laughs>
I got 87 gin and tonics <laughs> no. when I got off the plane. I got so <laughs> mad at gambling, I went and saw a Cirque du Soleil show and fell asleep within 20 minutes. There this is go. the second Cirque du Soleil show you've slept through. No, you that's com- not true. You completely missed another performance. Which one? The very first one, when you went and saw Love. No, I didn't miss that. You did. You had you to slept get, through it. And you they, slept and they through it. You had, another ticket. You had to get. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, but not at the show. I, st- no. I I slept through in the room. I no, took a nap and I slept you, you like three hours. You laid down for a nap and you slept for seven and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's different. Because <laughs> that wasn't gin and tonic induced either. No, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was pasta induced because I don't even eat carbs. And I went down to Italy and ate nine pounds of pasta and fell asleep. All right, see a fan's mailbag. You can contact us. Jeez, guys. Uh, you can contact us a multitude of ways. And uh, you, you can do that by emailing the show, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or you can call us at 909-345-3346. And uh, we, uh, if we feature your voicemail, um, <laughs> Michelle Swenson has turned into a Murph Roast. Yeah, no shit. Man. <laughs> I'm on my ass. Gosh, 48 years old. Man, I can do what the hell I want to do. Hey. If that's okay with if you, buddy. If that's how you can put your head down at night and feel comfortable. Um, I'm just disappointed. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you can, uh, if you leave a message and we play your message on the show three or more times, uh, we refer to you as a made man or a made woman. Or if you email us an indefinite amount of times, and uh, you can become a made man or a made woman that way. And we've got three great emails to get to tonight. Uncle Mosh always reads those. Uncle Mosh, who do we have tonight? Dear Murph, Mosh, Swag, Jeff, and the nation, welcome to the Bipolar Raiders. I love that. (laughs) Bipolar Raiders. That's what we need to reluctantly admit to ourselves, and I think after last Sunday that most of us have. The highs have been on a similar level to Tommy Chong in 1979, and the lows have cratered to, well, Bon Scott in February of 1980. I keep trying to wrap my brain around why this team can't ever break out of their funk and after 20 years start to show some consistency. Everybody's got a theory and a hot take or a valid argument, all of them ranging from it's Derek Carr to it's the play calling to the O-line sucks to it's Mark Davis's haircut to Roger Goodell is the spawn of Satan himself who holds a nightly seance to cast out spells against the Raiders and hypnotize the refs to make crucial calls against the Raiders. Valid. As all of these assessments sound, none of it matters. The only thing that should matter is that Al built this team around just win, baby. So imagine my utter shock when the interim head coach talks about not being results-oriented all the time and not just looking at the scoreboard. So those words are just going to roll off the nation without response? Yeah, right. Like acid off a duck's ass. Is now <laughs> is that how the the team is playing? Does Basaccia have any clue about who the icon of this team is and what his motto was? Embarrassing. You are in the ultimate quotes results-based profession. You just sealed your fate, baby, and will have your walking papers in hand come Black Monday. Back to the team. The fact is, the team has embarrassed Al's mission statement for the last 20 seasons. I've loved this team through several decades, but find myself bewildered and confused like the rest of the nation. How is it that this has gone on for so long? Why can't this team ever get past the rebuilding phase? 
Looking around the leagues, teams rebuild all the time in just a few years. The Santa Clara 49ers have rebuilt their team three times in the last 20 years and made multiple playoff appearances and a Super Bowl. The Chargers have rebuilt multiple times and made the playoffs several times. To excuse me, to top it all off, the Patriots took a whooping total of one year to rebuild and are now starting off at the number one seed again. <sighs> at this rate, I fully expect Jacksonville and Houston to rebuild and make the playoffs again before our beloved Silver and Black. So here we are again with the off-season talk starting up and a mediocre record after a fast start. And we listen to our Raiders podcasts and our Raider Nation radio and blah, blah, blah to strive to figure out what the hell's going on while the brain cells just melt in our heads. I finally had an epiphany last night. We, as Raider Nation, are stuck in an actual reoccurring time loop. The evidence is undeniable. While other teams and fan bases actually move forward, make progress, and have winning seasons, we get a certain mediocre to a certain mediocre point, and the reset kicks in, and we relive it over and over and over and over again. Groundhog Day? Negative! This is live, <laughs> die, repeat. The movie where Tom Cruise is in a war with aliens and keeps reliving the same day over, and it resets every time he gets killed. Each death more brutal than the last. He gets shot, bombed, crushed, blown up by a grenade, and in one particularly cruel instance, gets run over by a jeep from his own outfit because he mistimes a body roll. I compare the Raiders to this because every year we say, this can't possibly get any worse. Or this is the year that we will. That we will what? We really will show us if Derek Carr is really the guy? That every year the surprises and the death blows get more brutal than the last? Derek breaks his leg on Christmas Eve? The team implodes from whatever happened during the kneeling scandal? Gruden trades Khalil Mack? The Dolphins score when left with only 19 seconds and an entire field to go. We left 2020 thinking nothing worse could happen. Wrong, Raider Nation! Gruden gets whacked by his emails, the Ruggs tragedy. What does 2020 hold for us? Don't go in expecting, I think he meant 2021. Don't go in expecting that it won't get worse. I'm fully preparing to witness a 7.0 earthquake to hit Vegas during training camp. I will, it will send the Death Star crumbling into a mile-wide crevice, and the Raiders will have to play all their games on the road. On second thought, eh, maybe that might not be so bad. As you may have ascertained, I'm full of venom and vitriol right now and furious that all hope has been lost after the debacle of last Sunday. But hey, we're only a game back. Maybe. Just Maybe. Sincerely, J.J. Raider 26. Nice job, J.J. Raider. Awesome job, man. Solid, J.J. Well-crafted, my friend. Murph, Mosh, Swaggy, Q-Dog, Nation. Here we go again. Another year, another set of excuses, and another 2-6 and record after a great start. I've been a Raider fan since 1986, but only started watching them in 1988 and 89. I've seen many great moments, many bad seasons, and a lot of heartache in many years watching, (sighs) forgive my tirade, but I have some stuff to say. First of all, no more recycled coaches, please. 
Gruden, Greg Olson, and Shell all previously coached before. Who's next? Mike White or Joe Bugle? I say a new direction is needed. A good coach who would be a good developer of players. Understands how to get the most out of his players. Does not make excuses and holds people accountable. I say Jim Harbaugh sounds good to me. No more excuses. Every Sunday after the game, I watch what I call the excuse post-game press conference. As that is all I have heard the last four years, and Carr has been our QB one for eight years. The past five years, I have heard all kinds of excuses. First of all, I am not a Carr hater. I will cheer for DC4 until 2022, as I do not think he will be there anymore after that. This year, people are saying that he has no weapons, but he's like second in the league in passing yards. I mean, come on already. If... If he is second in passing yards, then clearly he has weapons. Just because those jerseys say Waller or Renfro does not mean they are not highly skilled positions players. He's talking about the other people. The only valid excuses Carr has had in the last five seasons were last year. No defense, which was valid, and in 2017 when he broke his back. The rest of the time, he's been healthy, and last year's defense was bad and out of his control. Next, stop blaming a rookie safety for dropping the ball. I mean, really, forget we were two for eight on third downs again for like the sixth time this year. To put this in context, Carr had 16 completions for 90 yards in the third quarter. He missed several open receivers and blah, 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 blah. Carr is Carr. He has limitations. That is why he has to have a good defense, good receivers, good running game, good play calling, and oh, 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 yeah, a good tight end. Just to be a 12-win QB based on the last four years worth of excuses. I would say with all those pre-qualifiers that Dalton Tannehill and Goff, again, he is that caliber and not of QBs like Rodgers or Mahomes. Wilson or Brady. Example, see Matt Stafford this year. People look at the number of points per game average and say the defense is garbage. I hate that stat as points per game is misleading. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, what happened with Denver and Philly? We dominated them until the fourth, then called off the dogs, and they scored a few points. What about the Chargers, Chiefs, and Bengals? All close until it was over, and they ran up the score thereafter. The, reason I, the reasons I just gave is exactly why you cannot look at points per game average. I saw those teams punt, which means the defense was stopping them. Then our offense goes out 2-9 and nine on third down and does not sustain drives. I don't know what else to say. People are tired of the second-half collapses that have plagued us for three consecutive seasons. I believe that the collapse would have happened under Gruden just like it's happening under Basaccia. Talent can only get you so far. That is why coaching is also important. Olsen was garbage the last time he was here and appears not to have learned anything in, what, seven or eight years? Also, to coaching, why is Parker still there at at RT when we have Jermaine Alamunia, who started last year for the Patriots? I know. But his name is spelled E L U E M U N O R. Tom Campbell's another <laughs> another recycled person who should have made that change weeks ago. Anyway, I love the show as always. I watch each week and look forward to Wednesday's episode. Sorry for the length of this email. Stay safe and healthy. Jesse in Kentucky, aka the refrigerator. Nice job, Jesse. Yes. Nice.
<clears throat> How about my sleeper in the draft, Koontz? Give him some love. Oh, Malcolm hey, Koontz, man. Got yeah, his first man. sack, man. That was yep. legit, dude. Yep. That was awesome. Looking good. Evening, everybody. I hope you're all feeling well and in top form as once again it's falling on you guys to cheer us up and help us make sense of what's going on. Another disappointing game on Sunday and the hopes we had for the season are now fading. Despite the equation saying we can still make the playoffs, the reality is we are too inconsistent to be a serious contender. I'm afraid I'd have to agree with that. I'd give anything for us to go 5-0 and from here on in, but it's not going to happen. The defense played pretty well again, generally. But again, there are too many individual errors. Three easy INTs and only one caught. And the one we needed to take, Trayvon, inexplicably dropped, which was a pick six and would have won the game. DC not looking downfield and missing wide open plays. And then Zay Jones drops a late catch that would have set up a winning uh. field goal at least. Although clearly a flag should have been thrown on the play. Hmm. But that's not why we lost the game. We lost the game because we had the same issues on offense that we had in three of the last four games. A stifled, unimaginative game plan that played more to the strengths of the opposition in the early stages. Why is that? Why is it that that always feels as if we don't put on any wide receivers on the field until the third quarter? The defense did their best and kept us in the game, and we should have gone to overtime at least, but sadly not. All of which is very frustrating. We're not learning from mistakes that are made, and we're constantly beating ourselves and losing to poor teams. Two and two against the NFC East? Come on, guys. Really? Six defeats this season, and apart from the Chief and Bengals games, those other four should have been dealt with. With and, and, and had we been more efficient and been more creative on the sidelines? Ugh. The shining light as ever were Hunter Renfro and Denzel Perryman. God bless Renfro, but he really shouldn't be our leading receiver on the day. Nine for 102 is a great effort from him, but when Edwards, Jones, and Jackson are seven for 65 combined, there's something wrong with that. The reluctance, the reluctance th to throw the ball to DJAX is mystifying. Shout out to RJ Clifford at the Autumn Windbags if you're watching. I stole your Renfro point, fella. I still don't believe we need a complete rebuild in preseason, though. We have some good players on the roster. They just lack proper leadership. I know we'll have plenty of time during the offseason to discuss this at length, but a head coach or an OC are imperative, and I'd like to see a president with a football background come in and, you know, liaise with Mike Mayock. We need consistency throughout the organization, but we're not going to achieve it anytime soon if we tear the whole house down and start from scratch again. A couple of weeks ago, I laid blame for the three bad defeats firmly at the door of Basaccia, Olsen, and Carr. I haven't changed my opinion on the D.C. situation, but the other two have left themselves wide open for criticism again after Sunday. Yet again, we've come up against garbage opposition and made them look better than they are. Granted, WFT have beaten better teams than us in recent weeks, and they're used, they've used excellent clock management in doing so. What was called for set the tempo of the game, dominate the key areas of the field early, and start off aggressively. Instead, what we got was more negative, overcautious play calling, and that clearly wasn't it had, 
and it clearly the offensive coordinator hasn't got a clue. As a result of his ineptitude, we can't control games. We lack the understanding of his own. T- and he goes on and on and on. Against the Cowboys, we allowed more freedom and expansive play, which suits us more. Yet Sunday against an also-ran team with a poor man's third-string quarterback, he fell back into his negativity. He thinks he's better than he actually is and tries to be too clever. I have some advice for you, Mr. Olson. It's not difficult. Use the ex- excellent weapons at your disposal. Keep it simple and give the guys their best chance at winning games, you dipshit. Oh, and don't let the door <laughs> smack you in the ass when they leave you in February. Oh, ouch. Hot take. Wow. On to Coach Passaccia. Clearly a nice guy, as you can all testify at first hand, but can somebody tell me what he does as a head coach during the week? I still don't get why, if he saw that game plan develop on the practice field, why sign it off as acceptable? I don't know what to tell you. Coach was then quoted after the game saying, if you're results-oriented all the time, then you're just looking at the scoreboard and spending your life up there. Um, hello? Last time I checked, fella... You're in a results business. What a statement to make. Did I hear it wrong? Meanwhile, D.C. thinks Olsen is doing a great job. So that's a head coach that doesn't believe in being results-driven, an offensive coordinator that's in a world of his own, and a quarterback who thinks the offensive coordinator is doing a good job. It's going well, fellas. And so... We come to week 14, and we're off to the mental asylum that is KC. It goes without saying how much this inbred filth need to put in their place. (laughs) Whatever has happened so far, the season is gone. We have to look forward to a win on Sunday, and that would go a long way to make us feel better. Hopefully, Greg Olson will be in a better mood, and we can attack these folks. We sure as hell won't beat them being passive. So let's get in their faces and ruin their weekend. Nobody will convince me that they are anything but a one-man team, and that freak of nature is Travis Kelsey. They have Uh one or two others that can hurt you on their day. A frog and a child beater. That kind of thing. But ultimately, if we stop Kelsey, we can win this game. Uh, Not wrong. We need to assign somebody to follow him around all day, though. Wherever he goes, follow him and stop him. I don't care who it is, really. Abram, Hobbs, Meharing. Hell, it could be Alec Baldwin for all I care, but we have to stop him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I apologize for the negativity in this week's email. And if you have any questions relating to my comments, please send them to Greg Olson directly. It's all his <laughs> fault. And he's my public enemy number one for this week. I don't mind admitting I'm I'm fickle, though. And if we ball out in Missouri and rack up 500 yards of offense, I'll gladly eat some crow next week. Finally! 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 We saw Dabo Sweeney on the sidelines all decked out in silver and black on Sunday. Could it be the ultimate Clemson move? Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Egerton, Shopshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man, five-time, 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 plus one, plus one, winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Paul! 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 Paul. 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 Paul.
I'm Paul. Paul. Appreciate Paul, Paul. of course. Uh, thank you not only, Paul, for the amazing Paul. email, but thank you again for the card, uh, the Christmas card, man. We appreciate yes. you and that donation uh, to the One Nation Foundation. Uh, speaking of donations, uh, C. Robles in the in the chat offered up a $20 donation in there. We appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, man. 100% of that money, guys, is going to the Raider. Uh, uh, Raider. 100% of that money is going to the One Nation Foundation, and, uh, and we appreciate you. You know what? I, I know we're running long tonight, but I'm just going to say this real fast. I'm not in on Dabo. I, I don't like the Dabo thing. I don't I raw raw coaches don't do well in the NFL. Well unless you're Pete Carroll. I'm not a fan of that move. Well, you know, I I, I agree. And and he's under contract for like a long time at Clemson. I think he signed to like twenty twenty eight or twenty twenty nine or something okay. like that. And it's like a ten million dollar buyout or something like that. I don't know if it's worth it. Now a guy to look at might be Jim Harbaugh. That's the move. I think that's the move. If, if you're going to go college, yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's righted the ship at Michigan and all that stuff. And I mean, I I could see that absolutely. When he's got a track record in the NFL, man, he took yeah. the Niners to the freaking Super yep. Bowl. I yep. think it would be yep. a, a great one. And yep. you know, Dabo I think is in town because Hunter Renfro, Cleveland Farrell. Trayvon Mullen. That's why Dabo is there. And guess what? They're not playing in the playoff. Like Clemson right. was terrible this oh year. Oh my gosh, so, they were yeah, awful. Yeah. So, anyways, um, all right. Next up, let's get to the voicemails. Um, we appreciate all the amazing emails. You can also contact the show via voicemail at nine zero nine three four five three three four six. We uh, always uh, feature your voicemails, and if we feature you three times, you become a made man or a made woman. And uh, every crew needs a captain, and so the leader of the made men and the made women is Aaron, the Q Dog Raider, and we always start off with his call so let's check in with our good friend the capo greetings don murph consigliere marsh underboss sunny or sergeant arms assistant big rated trucker young chili dog from when the universe speaks from all the mean king made it back from vegas safely swag jeff ron the maiden raider Tyrone grays nation you know respect to the veterans of world war ii and to the men and women of the greatest fighting force the world has ever known, the United States Navy, Salute. in honor of Pearl Harbor Day. Welcome back, Will Compton. Now, moving forward, the Raiders have once again um, relegated themselves to mediocrity at 6-6, six and six, um, fallen to, once again, another marginal and beatable opponent in the Washington football team. So, to recap, a D.C. four-led offense has once again failed to outscore the Bears, Washington football team, and the Giants. Mental mistakes and not executing the game plans on both sides of the ball um, and contributed mightily to our losses. And, and losses that, you know, are unexcusable. Our offense can't consistently get rolling and keep rolling in football games. And our defense, well, hell, they can't close anybody out at the end of the games in the fourth quarter. Uh, a lot of us predicted 10-7 and seven as a possible outcome for the, for the season, and it's out there for the taking if we go 4-1 down the five-game stretch. Now, Jamal Adams... He's out. He's gone. He's a safety for Seattle. He's done for the season. I say we push all our chips in the center of the table and unload Jonathan Abram immediately. You mean to tell me that the guy that pops gum up there on the sidelines, Mr. Carroll, wouldn't take a flyer on him? Make it happen. Now, I looked at Mario Cristobal, his presser for the U, and it's amazing. Everybody can get their coach. We seem unable to do so. But when I saw him, that's what you call inspired leadership. And speaking of leadership, it's Jimmy V Week on the Four Letter Network. And our team, I mean, every single one of the 53, and even the practice squad, needs to look at the perseverance displayed by the former V Foundation winners who lost their battles to cancer. They can start with Jimmy V, but honestly, they need to focus on Stuart Scott, his speech, Let's go. the passion, the perseverance, the fight. Where the hell is it on our roster? 
the hit list. Logan Thomas, Jackson Mahomes, Michael Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, Jim Rome, Insurrections, and wait for it, DC4. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Good stuff there from the Capo, as always, each and every week. Appreciate you, Aaron. Uh, appreciate you calling into the yes. show and always kicking off this segment, my man. Um, all right. Uh, also, uh, Franklin83 in the chat room with a $5 donation. Is it too late to bring back Madden? <laughs> no. <laughs> man, it sure would be nice to. Uh, yeah. Get, I mean, well, you know, coaches clearly uh, n- not uh, available, but man, it would be nice to get someone that emulated that. Also saw another comment in there about uh, somebody that's a Parcells type. That 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 Belichick com, comes from Parcells. Same thing with Sean Payton. Yeah, well, who knows what's going on there in New Orleans? That's the kind of guy that's got that edge, a little bit of a red ass to him. That's yep. kind of the the, the, the vibe that well, we're looking so, for. Someone was in the chat asking if uh, if Peyton Manning or Kurt Warner ever expressed any interest in coaching. Not that I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think they got those guys have two good TV gigs. That's true. Of course, we thought that about Gruden once upon a time, but Gruden was a coach first before he got the TV gig. But you know, yeah. dude, that Manning broadcast, like those guys are gonna it's like money. they're they're yeah, legit. They're, they're legit. All right, let's jump into the rest of these calls. Um, so first off, uh, caller in the two oh seven uh, didn't leave your name, but a first time caller, and so appreciate you calling. Call us a couple more times, and you can be the next made man here at Raiders Fan Radio. Much love, Jeff Swag. OG, my brother. Break it down. <laughs> Murph Raider. Appreciate that. Let me get something for the holidays. Let me get the Derek Carr lining up on a slant, catching the touchdown pass from Mariota. Bet. Oh. Win, lose the tire. Raiders till I die. Shout out to OG Raider. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Nice. That dude's voice and laugh is killer. Yeah, that was money. Why, why don't we have him on our Halloween special? I know, right? That was no amazing. Kidding. And and he's asking Jeff for the holidays, a touchdown pass from Mariota to Derek Carr. You might like just your head would split open and you would just like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be the gift that keeps on giving. You know what I mean? I mean that's I mean that's that's one for the for the highlight reel. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, it's good stuff there. We appreciate you calling the 207. All right, next up, this, I look. I, okay, I'm so excited to I'm, hear I'm this. Put, I know, me too. I'm putting I, my I'm putting my thumb on the scale. Like, so we award a sizzler to the to the best caller or emailer of the night. And and look, I don't have a vote in this thing. It all goes to Uncle Mosh and and, and of course Swag Jeff. But when I was reviewing the calls this week and the emails, <laughs> this might, this might be my favorite one. Guys, okay, I don't usually call, but I got a fucking unload. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> Watching this team is so fucking exhausting. Games aren't even fucking fun to watch anymore. Even the fucking wins are hard to watch. <sighs> They've literally sucked all the fun out of football. Watching them play just makes me fucking anxious and gives me anxiety. Holy shit. <sighs> I don't f***ing understand how you score 30-plus one game and then look like you've never seen a f***ing football field the next. <laughs> Jack Maria, too. How are you going to let his bitch ass come into your house and leave with a f***ing win? F***. I'm so f***ing irritated. And like a dumb bitch, I actually have f***ing hope for this team in a possible playoff run. Like a f***ing playoff run. I'm f***ing laughable after watching that. <laughs> What? I'm a f***ing clown. I'm like a whole ass f***ing clown. <laughs> because every 
time, I have hope. Like, <sighs> anyway, I should have waited to call. I probably should have waited a couple days, but I love you, Raider Nation. Sorry, Murph. This one should be really fun to censor. See y'all in the chat. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh my, oh, my gosh. Okay, I got the so running a, total on that. Okay, so that's, of course, our good friend Michelle Sweat, who's <laughs> yes. in the chat, and gave a $100 donation. Yeah, she just donation donated $100 just to the One Nation Foundation. You know said, Mark, put this in the swear jar to cover my voicemail. <laughs> when you have 20 F words. <laughs> no, were they really? Yeah. Oh, no. There's and five there, bucks a pop? <laughs> there's, there's her tally. Oh, so my gosh. So she's got gosh. 20 F words, three S words, two B words. <laughs> One A word and four compounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! My favorite when she goes, "I'm such a clown. I'm a whole ass effing clown." That <laughs> 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 cracked me up. Michelle, you rule, man. Thank oh you so much for the donation gosh. and that that call, man. When I heard it, and I wish I could play the raw version of it, when we would get flagged. Oh. But like, it's hilarious, oh Michelle. You freaking rock, man. You're the best. And she paid her penance. <laughs> yeah. Kevin. Kevin are you paying attention? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was the greatest voicemail of oh all time. Oh, my gosh. Y'all so hit funny, the like right? button for oh, Michelle, do please. That, man, please. Uh. And like a dumb bitch, I actually have f***ing <laughs> hope for this team in a possible playoff run. Like a f***ing playoff run. Just f***ing laughable after watching that. What? I'm a f***ing clown. I'm like a whole ass f***ing clown. <laughs> that needs to go on the soundboard. Oh, I'm telling oh you. Oh, that is so damn funny. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Oh my God! Big Raider Trucker hey, in up? there says she's got my vote for the oh Sizzler. Oh my God! So damn funny. All right, all right. Next up, let's hear from our good buddy, the Raider Critique. Well, this is the Raider Critique, Murph, Mosh, Swag, Jeff, and here we are once again, Mental Health Monday. <laughs> this team is making me drink more alcohol than I've drank in the past ten years. I don't even drink alcohol unless it's football season. And it's because of watching games like what we saw last night against the Washington Foreskins. <laughs> Unreal. When is this team going to get it together? I'm going to do everything I can not to fall off the edge here. But I'll tell you what, mentally I'm not, I'm, I'm not capable of dealing with this. <laughs> I had to get the out to get us, and it's no excuse. We already know about how this works. <laughs> But to be beat by Tyler Heineken, who can barely get it over 100 yards yesterday, this is unexcusable. This team needs to get it together. The offensive play calling by Greg Olson, like I said before, is lackluster. I know you guys like Ollie, but I can't stand Ollie. He hasn't shown me anything since he's been here, even the first time with Derek Carr as a rookie. Oh, my gosh. Anyway... Google Boy shut me down yesterday after I, Derek Carr shut me up, but he can't shut me up no more. No touchdowns says it all. This is the way to critique. I'm out. Guys, I've got it. <laughs> he called back. I have figured it out. We are in an abusive relationship. <laughs> and we don't know how to stop taking the beating. I wanted to continue this phone call because I didn't want Google Voice to shut me up. But it's true. It's basically like being in an 18-round fight with Mike Tyson while he toys with us. 
round after round after round while we're taking nut shots left and right. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL hates us, and they're causing our mental anguish. And it's all through our beloved Raiders, and the Raiders have no answers for what they're giving to us. This team cannot play under pressure. This team cannot get it together. And I'm tired of being abused by this team. Mental Health Mondays have now turned into Mental Health Weekly. (laughs) Mental Health Weekly. And they get our hopes up that they're going to change everything and make things right. But we're like a hamster on a hamster wheel running through and getting nowhere. Rant over. Goodbye. All right, good stuff there oh from our buddy gosh. Raider Critique, man. These calls are amazing tonight. Appreciate you calling in, and uh, and appreciate Uncle Mark with the, with or Uncle Mosh with the dip on the mic over there. Sorry, guys, I <laughs> I, 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 I I don't do what I'm reading because I spit tobacco all over the place. So I came back and I sat. So down. Raider Critique got a little ASMR yeah. in the middle of. <laughs> Sorry, Raider Critique, and I sat down and I and I put a dip in and I was, oh, I was moving moving it all around. <laughs> And I get and I get the call. I get the Murph going, <laughs> and I look over and Swaggy's going, ah. yeah, because all we hear is, I could and I and of course, that's a that's above my wavelength. I can't hear oh this. Oh my gosh, I don't hear that. I don't hear that. You got nothing. You don't hear that. I got nothing. Got nothing. No. You got nothing. <laughs> Sorry, right, it's okay. No, it's all good. I just we want to give context because people listen on the audio podcast. All they do is hearing us laughing and. Right. <laughs> I don't know what the heck's going on. It's like, oh, Uncle Mosh is making out with the mic again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, let's check in with our good buddy, the Houstonian. He is Houston Raider Steve. Murph Mosh, Swag Jeff, Nation, Houston Raider Steve. Hey, I was going to tell you, um, whenever I call my friends, I always say it's a great day to be a Raider. Well, you know what? I was a Raider since the Heidi game in 1968, 53 years. People often ask me, why are you a Raider? And I say, how come you're not? I probably wear the shield on my chest. I remember the games up in Kansas City, Denver, freezing, cold. We're in thermals, how cold and miserable it was. I remember those days out in Oakland against Kansas City Chiefs, pouring rain, the whole game, shivering, cold, hanging in there till the very end of the game. I'm a Raider. I remember those games up in uh, over in Miami, hotter than hell out down there, up there, Sweating, you know what? Hanging in there. I'm a Raider. Whenever the tough, tough get, whenever that tough gets going, we get going. I'm a Raider. Whenever we dig in our heels, we play. We we go off the snap like like Richie Incognito. We keep driving and pushing and and holding our ground until the whistle. I'm a Raider. I'm gonna be a Raider till I die. I love being a Raider. I never surrender. I never walk the plank. I will dig in my heels, and you know what? I'm going to fight to the very end because I'm damn proud to be a Raider. Let's and go. You all are with me. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell, hell yeah. yeah. I'm a Raider. Goodbye. All right. Nice. Good stuff there from our buddy Houston Raider Steve. So this was just sent to us from our good buddy uh, Emiliano, the big Raider trucker. So uh, D.C. just got a four-year extension. Oh. Yeah. D.C. two. Daniel Carlson oh, for an extra four nice. years. Yeah, Las Vegas and kicker agree to a four-year contract clutch, extension. Let's dude. go. That's two clutch. more, two more kicks, and he's got the record for Raiders. Love um, it. Uh, 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 
50 plus yard field goals no way. in a season, taking oh, it from Janikowski. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. How Good. cool. And hey, Pineapple Great in the job. chat uh, gave, gave a salute to Michelle as well with a $20 donation. Oh, nice. thank you so much, nice. Pineapple. Right on, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, next up, let's go to our buddy, uh, Kiljadis. He's up there in Alaska, calls himself the northernmost Raider fan. He was and, in earlier, right? And then he had to go do something. He had to go do some work or something. Probably had to go talk to uh, Macho Raider Savage. Or I whatever. think so. Yeah. Wow. Outstanding. 15 points. 15 points. Are you kidding me? Is there no heart anymore? Is there no grit anymore? Forget Dad Sack Anonymous. It's anger management time. Well, then take a deep breath in. One. There you go. Two. All right, that's more like it. One more loss. And that's it. It's over. Oh, come on, no, kill Jesus. We still have, I don't want to hear you say those crappy words of, we still have a chance. We still have a chance. Oh, God. The bump on the road is nothing to propose. That's why it's the NFL. That's why it's football. A game can be spelled victory or defeat. The offense was trash. No run game again, and the O-line was filled with piles of 300-pound dog crap. No fire, no aggressiveness. It's like we're giving up. Now listen, Jesus. we still have a chance. We're just setting ourselves up for a more pivotal win. Yes, it was a disappointing performance. Yes, yes, it was. The defense gave us getting the chance and did wonderful. Macho man. Hey, yeah, we'll just get screwed by some calls for the refs. Champ, but as long as they're escaping the play, we could still sneak the playoffs and pull out just fine. Bruh. Macho Man Raider Savage, you started eating Slim Jims while you were talking. Yes. Stop talking when your mouth is full of meat. Pause. And hurry up and swallow. Pause again. And say again. <laughs> I've seen that there's no point in having a hissy fit over it. We'll win the next one and the rest because we are the best in the West and the beast will never be the least. You seriously have a problem with Slim Chips. Are you eating because you're upset? <laughs> All right, there he is. Our good oh buddy, Chico Janus and, uh, and Macho Raider Savage there. I right, appreciate you, buddy. Uh, good call, as always, man. I love the uh, the timing is on point. All right, next up, we got we got two more to get to. Uh, let's check in with uh, with uh, with the family. Let's check in with uh, with cousin Sonny. Murph, Murph, it's your cousin Sonny. It's your it's your cousin Somber Sonny. Hi, Uncle Mosh. Hi, buddy. Hi, Swag. Hi. Shout out to uh, Made Men. Led by none other than Aaron the Q Dog Raider, who rumor has it was defending DC in the Mid Men chat this week. That's how twisted things are, Murph. <laughs> Here's where I'm at. I'm done with DC. I like him for his faith. I like him for his character. He seems like a good dude, but I do not want him being the quarterback of my team no more. How in the mother f***ing blank do you not get up? against the Washington Redskins, if you're Derek Carr specifically. The Washington Redskins game, 
years ago in D.C. was what caused the downfall of the 2017 season. And then the Redskins, oh, I'm sorry, the WFT, uh, they're kind of the reason John Gruden's not there anymore. Well, you know, Gruden did it, but you know what I'm saying, right? And then Del Rio is the defensive coordinator for the WFT. So if you're Derek Carr, oh, wait, let me back up. The defensive coordinator, who was talking trash on your name earlier in the week, Derek Carr. And how do you not get up for that game if you're Derek Carr? How do you not get up for that game? A home game. I mean, are you kidding me? I'm done, bro. I'm done. Let him retire. Let him go to another place. I'm done. Thomas Brady has used being drafted in the sixth round for the last 70 years, and he still dominates. Derek Carr can't get up for that game. I'm out, Murph. I'm all out on D.C. I don't know what to do now. I'm going to go put on my jersey. I'm going to start doing push-ups. <laughs> yeah, fair point, man. Whatever you got to use for your own personal bulletin board material. And I think that point that, like Tom Brady, like use that as the chip on your shoulder. And when you could be the greatest quarterback of all time, but there's still that one thing to refer back to. And I, I think that's fair. Uh, all right, next up, let's go to uh, uh, out to the Canary Islands. Hear from our good friend Rico out there. Uh, last call tonight. So let's bring it down. Oh, drop, nice. Drop the lights down the a little lights bit. Down. You know, if you got some aromatherapy, maybe some candles, like whatever. It you is want me to start into. the MSR? Yeah, go for it, Mosh. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, in the Barico here. So not only you didn't have the guts of winning four straight games, but you didn't even have the balls of winning two game straights. You failed at the first attempt. Bad play calling. Bad managing of the clock again. And listen, Mr. Bizzaccia, if you say that you want to stretch the ball downfield and score more touchdowns, well, you can't spend an entire half passing the ball on the side and running the ball. You just can't do it. Anyway, a lot of missed opportunities by the offense over and over again. I'm saying the same exactly thing. The defense is giving through all the year, a lot of chances to the offense for capitalize the game, and the offense can do it. And missed opportunities, open receiver missed, uh, overthrown passes to the receivers. Here, who to blame is the quarterback. I told you last time, all these passing record stats are useless. You know why they're useless? Because you can throw the ball for 80, 90 yards for every drive you play. That if you can't score a touchdown at the 10-yard lines, at the 20-yard lines, if you can't finish the job in the red zone, all those stats, you can take it and shove it up your ass. That's what you have to do. <laughs> Derek, we've been building around you for eight years. In eight years, we change coaching staff. We change uh, general managers, receivers, offensive lines. We probably change every year a water boy, and we still got better chance to win a game with Bobby Boucher playing the quarterback position. You know? You've been in eight years outshined by rookie quarterbacks at their first year. You've been outshined by nobody's quarterback. I mean, who the f*** is Taylor Anike? Sorry, Murph. Who the f*** is Taylor Anike? You got to tell me. Now, I don't know how many wake-up calls you need to get a grip, but I'm going to put you to, to this level because you deserve it. You deserve it because if you want to take us to a certain level, 
you have to be put at this level to understand where you stay. And listen to this. In his horrible career in between 2007 and 2009, Jamarcus Russell, the walrus, has <laughs> been basically playing two years. In that two years, he won two games against the Muppets. Now, in your eight-year eight career, if I'm not wrong, you won three and you lost 12. Now, Ouch. on Sunday, I don't care if it's snowing, if it's raining, if there's a storm, if you go the night before the wrong order at the restaurant, if you wake up with the pain in your left testicle, you go there and you had a good performance, you win the game, because otherwise, you will be remembered by myself like another bust. Jean-Marcus Russell, Derek Carr, what a waste of time. So go out there and win. Prove me wrong. Show me what you got. Now, with all this say, I love you all. Never lose the faith. Go Raiders, and I'm out. Let's beat the Muppets. The NFL as well. Can't touch any, any opponent anymore. With this flag football. I'm out. Oh my gosh, Rico rules, man. So good. He's got the best takes, man. We love Rico. Appreciate you calling in. So the chat room's lighting up and, and asking about his accent. So Rico's Italian. He's a Raider-born Rico, but he is uh, he was born in Italy and now lives in the Canary Islands. And uh, we appreciate him and all the amazing, amazing calls tonight. Holy crap. What a great, great night here on Raiders yes. Fan Radio. Uh, Uncle Mosh, award the Sizzler Award. Who was the best of the best tonight? Okay, so tonight uh, Capo, of course, kicked it off with another... Another outstanding call, and then we and then we got a new one. We got caller two hundred seven. We love his yeah, voice. Yeah, great voice. He says it was he 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 channeled his inner Swaggy's gene yeah, dreams in his car catching a touchdown pass from Mariota, followed by Michelle's Swearfest twenty twenty one. So good. Yes. With the multiple and the hundred dollar paying for her her her, her swear jar, uh, Raider critique making him drink and and is changing it from mental health Monday to mental health weekly. And then we had a series of quotes that just killed me. Houston Raider Steve, I'm a Raider, and then he gave a whole bunch of scenarios, and they all ended with I'm a Raider. Kill Jadis. We still have a chance, right? With yes. through a mouthful of Slim Jims. <laughs> well, yeah. Sonny's take, pretty plain and simple. I'm out. He's out. I'm out. And then Rico. You had two, Rico. Jamarcus Russell, the walrus. That, that killed me. That was good. But then he says, and I don't care if you have a pain in your left testicle. <laughs> Why is he got to be the left one? <laughs> but tonight's... Because he throws with his right one. Yeah, he does. His BRT Sizzler Award goes to our one and only Queen Michelle. Hey! Let's go. Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Ah, 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 ah,
Car to Mariota, Jeff freaks out. I appreciate it. You're so stupid. <laughs> yes, I am. Appreciate everybody joining us live here tonight for episode number 299 of Raiders Fan Radio. I'll leave it to Jeff to shout out the chat room, but thank you to everybody that participated in the chat tonight, everybody that joined us live. You can do that each and every week. That is Wednesday nights at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, jump in there and join us. Thank you to all the amazing uh, donations that we got tonight. That goes 100% to the One Nation Foundation. We love you guys so very, very much. Thank you for the support you give us. And you know what, dude? Scratch to the boy. Be a yeah. effing wolf, dude. Let's go. Let's go, Conk. Let's go, Conk. Yep. Swag yep. Jeff, Let's Uncle Mosh, thank you so much tonight. You guys killed it. Yeah, man. Hey, and thanks everyone in the chat. Raider Born Rico, Big Easy, Black Sunday Joel, uh, who earlier said this only has three and a half, uh, 3.5 uh, thousand subscribers. What are you doing? This is the best show out there. Oh, so, thank, so you. Thank, oh, thank you. Thank you for the you. kind words. Uh, and big shout out to the uh, to the folks that uh, that donated tonight. Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Tyrone Graves, Cool Kev, Pirate 1975, C Robles, uh, Franklin 83, Michelle Sweat, Big Raider Trucker, Pineapple. We raised $183 tonight. Damn. That was the One Nation Foundation. Let's go, man. And we weren't even giving nothing away. Beautiful. So, uh, so yeah. You. So thank you guys so much. Uh, Uncle Mosh. Take us home. Hey, Ray, Jeffy. Yeah. So uh, if we beat the Chiefs, I guess you and I are going to have to write a rap. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I want Michelle to write the rap. Oh, well, we, we'd, have to, <laughs> we'd have to beep it. You I know. know what? She's a neighbor. We'll get with her. There yeah, you go. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what a night. What a night. Thanks for listening tonight. You got my little buddy Swaggy J over there to my right. And to my left, you got my little stupid nephew, Murph. <laughs> this is your old uncle because it has been your turn in the barrel tonight. Oh so, my yeah. gosh, I was in the crosshairs all night. <laughs> you got your old Uncle Mosh and you've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. <laughs> and we do a little MSR. Don't ever forget what happens in Vegas. It's SMR. What is it? It's ASMR. Yeah, I'll never remember that. It doesn't matter. What happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Yeah, it did. Tune in next week for SMR. Adios, malingerers. Good night, everybody. Good night, YouTube. Drive safe. Get your shots. Wear your mask. Do all the good stuff. Goodbye. What is it? AMSR? A- yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's exactly what it is. Exactly what, it is. Yeah. What, what does it stand for? I, audible, sensory, something, something. It's ASMR? ASMR. AS, I got to write that down. Yeah. I don't, don't give a shit. Yeah, you don't give a shit. Really what is ASMR? Here's the definition of ASMR. A feeling of well-being combined with a tingling sensation in the scalp and down the yeah, back makes of the you, neck it makes you as experienced by some people in response to a specific gentle off. stimulus, often a particular sound. What does ASMR stand for? ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Oh, there you go. Meridian Autonomous response. Sensory Meridian Response. So we'll call that the Autonomous Sensory Mosh Response. Autonomous Sensory Mosh Response. Yeah. I love it. Who's that? The Raiders fan radio hotline. Okay, I'm going to stop the podcast now. (laughs) Good night, audio version of the podcast. (laughs) You just got bonus content. Hey, you got a... What? It's my phone. It's the Raiders fan radio hotline blowing up over here. Go ahead, Mosh.
You got to put Michelle's thing for the very last part. Okay. Well, I'm a f***ing clown. I'm like a whole ass f***ing clown. <laughs> <laughs> because every time I have hope, like, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.